0: Are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And here we are again, putting on another crappy show for our crappy listeners. And it's gonna suck, but we're here anyway. Um, I just Friday hope night we didn't where think we are it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> they probably did. Oh man, I I can't, I can't imagine. Like, could you imagine what you must feel like? Just just think about this for a minute. Imagine what. <clears throat> excuse me. What must be going on in someone's head? to make it 10 minutes into this episode to finish the episode or even worse to then listen to another one. Like I don't (laughs) like, I just think they need help. You know, I mean, we, we talk a lot about mental health on this show and I think listening to this show is a pretty good sign. (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another, thank you. Um, Oh man. Yeah. I'm sorry that I've cleared my throat a couple times already. Um, it, it sucks for you, but you know, whatever. We already cleared up the, my feelings about our listeners. Uh, no, seriously, thank you for uh, for tuning in again. I know you're not really tuning, but you know what the hell? It's a way to say that, I guess. We are back uh, for another another week. Again, it's Friday night here for us. Whatever time of day or week you are listening, <clears throat> it's we Friday stand up late night on Friday
1: nights, and the mood is in our right. Basement. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. Tgif. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I man. still remember that jingle from that. Damn TV, like, show block. Oh, yeah, what was
0: it? The, the, the ABC Friday nights?
1: Yeah, it was like, it oh, was yeah. step-by-steps, uh, uh, uh... was Full House. No, well, Full House was on there for a while, but it was predominantly step step-by-step, um, the one with Urkel, um...
0: Yeah, um, Family, Family Matters.
1: Matters. Um, did, you, did you know
0: Family Matters was a spinoff? Because, like, no one realizes this. Yeah, yeah, it was like, Or spi- at least
1: remembers it. Yeah, it was a spinoff um, of, um... Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers, yeah, because... The the wife, uh, Harriet, yep. was the elevator operator in *Perfect yeah. Strangers* building. Yeah, I knew that exactly. And a, what, a lot of those shows were the spinoffs. Sh- but the show was
0: what's funny is that she was the main character of the show, and then they then they test piloted it, and um, Steve Urkel's what got the laughs. Well, actually, interestingly, not a TGIF show, but it was the same thing with um, uh, there was a there was a TV, and I know you know this, but there was a TV series in the early '90s called *Good Morning, Miss Bliss*. Um, which they spun off and because no one cared about Miss Bliss. They only cared about Zach Morris. So that is what Saved by the Bell became. And then they retroactively renamed that first season Saved by the Bell, even though it's not what it's called. it was called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Um, <laughs> but, oh, dude, and, and the thing I remember, too, like TGIF. Uh, so if you're not from the United States, what it was is, um, you know, back in the what, early 90s, there was a um, – ABC did it. I'm pretty sure it was ABC. The network. And, yeah, the network. And it was it was Friday nights. Now, historically speaking, back in the days of, you know, regular broadcast television, meaning not necessarily cable, Friday nights was a crappy night for television. Because, you know, you, you put your main shows on Monday through Thursday. Friday is where TV shows went to die. Because most people were not watching TV at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. They were doing other things. So ABC made this thing called TGIF, which, by the way, stood for Thank Goodness It's Funny, not Thank God It's Friday. It stood for Thank Goodness It's Funny. Um, I'm, I'm not looking this up. I, I, I'm i just a nerd, and I know this. Um, so they did this thing. It's called Thank Goodness It's Funny, and they they put, like, family shows on Friday nights. I mean, you did. You had, you had Family Matters. You had Step by Step. Um... Uh, 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 I just said it, you had Full House, you had um, uh, other ones, I don't don't know what what all I've said, but you had those kinds of shows, and they were all, you know, your typical uh, family sitcoms. In fact, I want to look it up, I want to see what other shows they aired. Now (laughs) now I'm curious. Um,
1: You know, okay, so 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 uh, let, let me bring this back to metal for a minute.
0: Yeah, well, you do that. I'm looking at,
1: um, so the I'm looking funniest, at how many of these... Like, the, funniest, the funniest date stamp on any of these shows is the fact that step-by-step, the sitcom about a you know two families, it's the old classic story, guy with a family, woman with a family, neither married, come together and form a bigger family. Like the Brady It's like a modern, well, mo- modern 90s Brady Bunch, whatever, right? The, the, the stamp in time that brings us back to heavy metal is periodically they would have guys basically like dressed up as Beavis and Butthead and like literally acting like they, they basically have Beavis and Butthead stop by the show every once in a while. I mean, if you want to time stamp a TV show, like literally they'd have a dude who was always like, what's up, old dude? And then this blonde haired guy next to him would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was kind of crazy. Like, um. I just love the fact that Beavis and Butthead were everywhere well, back in the day. Well, okay, first of all, we got to throw this
0: out, too, because I, I'm sorry, I cannot have this conversation without mentioning Family Matters for the main purpose of the fact that Reginald Val Johnson is the coolest person ever. Oh, yeah. He was in Ghostbusters. He le- was in Two Diehards. I mean, dude, he was awesome in Die Hard. Al um, Al Powell. Um, okay, so Sabrina the, te- the the teenage witch that was later um, clueless was later, um, you know, full house, boy meets world hanging with witch. Mr Cooper As we all know was blah blah blah, look at those on topanga, and by the way, by the way, that would sound really creepy, but she was older than me, so it's not like I'm, I'm pretty sure she was older than me, so like let's be fair, I was underage wet her too oh hanging with mr cooper there's one i forgot about sister sister that one was terrible dinosaurs which is one of the greatest tv shows of all time um like legitimately one of the greatest tv shows of all time danielle the, Fishel, the, who played topanga
1: is is actually older than me yeah I know. so I, i'm a year i'm about a year older than you and she's four months older than me so there you go you're right no, well, that, that was, a, you know, we've had this
0: conversation on earlier episodes of the show where, like, um, uh, the, no, she's, she's totally not that much older than you. Um, no, she's, she's four months older. Uh, she's yeah, she's in May. So, yeah, well, right, I just can like my birthday. Now everybody knows my freaking birthday. No, no, I thought you said, I thought you, said I, 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 you said months, I thought you said years. I was like, no, oh, she's not that much older than you. Well, my no. point was like like when you're 12 it's not creepy to be like oh my god she's she's 12 and has like triple d it'd be creepy if you watched it today and you're like yeah well (laughs) that's my point that's my point (laughs) i i I make it very clear that when i say i only watched it because of those i am making it very clear that i'm not being a perv it's like it's like when i watch
1: beetlejuice and i saw one on rider i'm like yeah today i'm like Another year. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, but you know what? Like, like
0: yeah, but you still, like, it, it, it is not creepy to watch the show and be like, I remember really, really liking that, you know, um, and that's, you know, that's okay. But no, um, um, that, and that show was, that show was terrible.
1: <laughs> Straight up, it was terrible. pretty bad. I, I actually did go. Well, they back. were all pretty terrible. Well, I, I mean, you know, but the, some of them were genuinely funny. Like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Step by step, the Code Man was awesome. Well, um, um, um Sasha Perfect Ver- Strangers yeah. was funny. Yeah, Perfect Strangers was funny. Like, I, I don't mean to make this about you know '90s sitcoms. Oh, or I don't anything, care. Neither do our listeners. But, but, um, you know, it, it's just it, it was anyway. So I, I just that that every time somebody says it's Friday, I always think of the announcer. It's Friday or Or either that or I think of, it's Friday and it's time to party with your excellent hosts, Wayne and Garth. Party on, Wayne, and party on, Garth. Party on, Garth. Um, (laughs) I either think of one of those two whenever somebody says it's Friday.
0: By the way, I can also, I can at least loop this back into the show. So, the show Full House, what's funny about it is if you watch the pilot episode of Full House, it's actually set up like it's going to be a funny show. Meaning, like, it's very much like three men and a baby to start off. Because that's how the the show starts off, Danny Tanner's, like, his wife dies, and then his 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 cousin and his friend, whatever. So the two other guys move in, and they're trying to change diapers, and it's funny. And then the rest of the show after that was just like, oh, no, you did something naughty. Let's hug it out. I'll be you know? honest with
1: you, like, like, that show had some genuine, like, genuine like hard moments to watch um oh,
0: it was a, it, it was a like good like show
1: like in the in the in the like the when 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 they're doing like father or like not father daughter but like mother daughter stuff and like the kids are all upset and like like that stuff's like tough man you know because um you know you and i both grew up in, in not not in that kind of situation but in a similar situation where we didn't have our parents around and everything else so so, like, you know, I, I when I watch that kind of stuff, I'm like, man, I, I know how they feel. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, well, you know, I so mean, I, I look, don't know. Look what happened.
0: I mean, clearly the, sh- the show drove, you know, Stephanie to <laughs> start, like,
1: <laughs> and what's funny is guys in bathrooms what, for drugs. What, what's funny is that your reaction wasn't, I'm glad she got clean. Your reaction was, man, I wish I knew her back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that was actually that was exactly that was my real react. It I really said was.
0: To I was like, I was like, where 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 was I and why didn't I have a bag of drugs to give her? Um,
1: <laughs> she's um, like, I need um, to, I need to score some drugs. What are you hooked? No, I'm looking. I'm looking no, to hook. No, I didn't. <laughs> So no. um, God, I, I think back. I think back to like,
0: dude, it, it, it's crazy. Here's here's what's funny, and and you know what? Okay, I, I'm aware we're talking about goofy like 80s, late 80s, early 90s TV, but they, well, well, I'll, I'll tie this into stuff later too. It's funny how there's like, uh, I, I promise you, I will tie this into metal here in a minute. Um, so it's weird when you think back to like <sighs> that part of your life. You know, we're talking like, depending on when it was, but like, I, dude. I am not a fan, exactly, of Full House. But on the other hand, like, dude, I remember their phone number. Their phone number was 555-2424. Like, well, remember- that's not really hard to remember. <laughs> no, 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 but that's not my point. I remember the... The, why I I know why I know it and I remember that she could say it backwards and like it was stupid stuff like the, the amount of crap that you remember from shows like that that you have no like I mean okay this is not exactly like a hard knowledge trivia question but like why do we remember why do we remember their dog's name like it was Comet like clearly when we know why it was named after the cleaning product but like why do we know like the, the stuff you remember from shows like that that like, like why realistically in 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 our lives these shows matter not at all um admittedly like like full house you know uh, was 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 awesome because bob saget is you know really just awesome so th- there were there were actually some like i said Reginald bell johnson you know saget there were some cool people on these shows um uh, the worst thing to ha- the worst thing to come out of those shows uh, and I promise you, we'll get back to metal. The worst thing to come out of that show was the fact that the Olsen twins became the Olsen twins. Like, that is just, they. they that's just hor- horrible. Though, um, you and I were definitely at, at Blockbuster when we realized that every Olsen twins movie sounds like porn. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I, I don't even know if we've ever mentioned this. Hold on. Um, I'm going to look these up. We were- we were working at block- I will- I will get back to metal, I promise you. But we were at Blockbuster, and we were standing there and we realized- Now, I'm not saying we're the only people who realize this. This might be common knowledge, I don't know. But, every Olsen Twins movie sounds like porn. Dude. Switching goals. When in Rome. It Takes Two. Our First Video. Holiday in the Sun. New York Minute. Our Lips Are Sealed. Getting There, Passport to Paris, How the West Was Fun. Like, dude, that's horrible. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I'm tying this back in. The reason I'm tying this back in, and we didn't mean to talk about, you know, 80s, 90s comedies. But um, the thing about stuff like that is it's, it's interesting how there are times in your life where things like tv now why did we watch those shows because frankly tv shows went to die on a friday night but you know what when i was nine years old or whatever i didn't have anything else better to do on a friday night you know when i was however old i was when these shows were coming out i didn't have anything else to do at the time my Music, in a lot of ways, did the exact same thing. And that is why, you know, and we've talked about this a million times before, like, you will always have an attraction to the first album you got by a band. And you'll always have an attraction to bands you got into in those periods. Movies, too. And I, and I, I heard somebody recently talk about this. They're like, you know, your favorite movies are probably movies... That you got into when in like seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, like there, like I mean, in our case, that's true, right? My my favorite movies are still Airheads, Daisy and Confused, Wayne's World. Like got into them seventh, eighth, ninth, you know those 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 years, um, and you know it's just I, sometimes I find it really f- interesting about how things like that stick with you. I mean, dude, uh, why did I why did I watch every episode of Saved by the Bell about eight thousand times? Because when I got home from school at four o'clock or whatever, TBS or one of the channels had it in syndication. Like the the new episode would be out on Saturday, and then old ones would play in the afternoon. And I it just dude, I had nothing else better to do. Music was another one for me, and I and I, I I guess I the point I'm getting at is I love that with metal. It is it is a part of me. And maybe it's a part of me because it was things that I got into at the time. It was things that helped me pass the time. But what I, what I find interesting, and here's what, I, here's what I'd be curious about with most people. What I'd be curious about with most people. Now, 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 you and I have talked about the fact that we were, you know, we were not necessarily, we weren't three years old dropping the needle on a Judas Priest record, but we were hearing it and we were watching MTV and stuff like that when we were little. The thing is, like, when, you know, we talk about listening to uh, bands. I mean, clearly, like, by the time you and I were in middle school, like, we were, you know, doing our coming of our own. Like, we were getting into metal more so ourselves at the time. We weren't just around it, but we were, like, actively buying records and things like that. I would just be interested, because this is something I notice about metal people, but I don't necessarily see across the board. I would be interested to see... How many people like if you walk down the street or you're in the bar and you ask a hundred people, how many of them would tell you that the bands they got into in seventh grade and the records that they were the, the records that they were playing in eighth grade are still their top five favorites and are still what they listen to all the time? I'm just I'm I'd be really and I don't I don't mean like the song comes on the radio and they're like oh I used to love that song. But like I mean our are think I mean I don't know like I'm thinking of our peers, right? Are like are the people we go to high, the people we went to high school with. Like are they sitting around on a Friday night drinking a beer listening to I don't know like TLC. <laughs> they're drinking a Don't Go Chasing and they're drinking a beer listening to like Waterfalls. Like are they doing that? I don't know. And I, I mean, I'm joking, but I, it's a legitimate question. Um, because, and, 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 I, and I point this out for another reason. Rex, tell me how many times did people tell you that you were going to grow out of metal? I heard it all the time.
1: What? You're no, being no, no. sarcastic, D- D- right?
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. How many times when you were a kid would people say to you that, like, that's oh, you like metal? You'll grow out of that. Did people ever say? Cause I got that all the time? <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm. Well, no, that's my point. Like it, you know. I, people I, would tell me all the time. Like I, I don't, I don't know if I could predict when I was in seventh grade, when I listening to whatever anthrax, that I'd still be listening to the same Anthrax record a million years later. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm weird. Um, I did, however, by the way, see a funny meme the other day, and it was like, the meme was like, my mom dropping us off at the mall, and it was, you know, in 1998, it was, you know, like, uh, the the, the, everybody's wearing corn and slipknot shirts with the frosted tips. Yeah, I never had frosted, well, I had long hair, never had frosted tips, I never wore makeup to the mall, Um, that's that's true, Uh, I never owned Jenko's, never did either. Um, because, come on, dude, I've worn nut huggers my whole life. <laughs> you know? I, I. You
1: were going I, you were going the opposite direction. Everybody else was trying to figure out how to get their jeans wider. You were figuring out how to get your jeans tighter. Well, it's like that
0: scene, that scene in Days to Confuse where the girl's, like, laying down and the, the, the other vice, girl has, like, a pair of pliers.
1: vice grips to try Dude, dude there, was, there was times where you'd be walking around and your pants weren't even buttoned. <laughs> They were just because well, you were just like well, I can't get ones that fit around the waist tight enough. <laughs> well,
0: they probably weren't. They probably weren't buttoned because I would nah, never mind. We don't. We we don't need to talk about. You should. What you should have got a happen. pair of suspenders though. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like having trouble fitting in your pants, or did you just get a Hummer? It's like well, both actually. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like this, I do. I, I I think I think about this stuff all the time though. Like. Um, like, I, I wonder, I, I, like, I know for me, um, and I, like I said, I know with movies, it, it's definitely that way with movies, because I still, to this day, I, a lot of people I know, like, their favorite movies are the ones that they got into when they were at that age. I'm just, I would really honestly love to know, um, and I, and I bet, you know, some of our fans, <laughs> dare I say fans, some of our listeners, I was going to say some of our listeners might be fans of metal that have been fans since they were kids, but there's also... Probably people that are listening to our show that got into it later in life, and I hey, dude, how many things have you and I got into? You know, later in life, you know, I, um, you know, it start.
1: Pa- I didn't start painting until I was in my mid thirties. I mean, you know, it's, there's it's, lots of stuff. It's really funny because, you know, I it, it I think the term and this term, I'm actually kind of sick of this term. It started coming up last year. And it's still. Oh, just, I could make you a list of terms I'm sick of, but we'll just go no, with it. No, but this this is specific to metal. Like, I'm getting sick of the term gatekeeping, aren't you? Like Whoa, we did a whole well, bunch. I, like when it when when it very first started coming up last year, when I, and it wasn't always first, but when it really like every other headline was gatekeep, 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 gatekeep. Like you and I were like, yeah, you know, like that doesn't make any sense. I'm so sick of it now. Like, literally, if someone says, like I don't like load by metallica or or you know anything like that it's like oh you're just a gatekeeper like you know it, it, like it just gets no, it, it sucks now it's, it's overused mean, now like you can't even say like well I don't consider like if you were to say for instance like I'm trying to think of, a, of an example here like you could say um yeah I don't really I don't really like linkin park I don't really think that they're that metal well <laughs> you're a gatekeeper like no, I I just said I, I don't like Linkin
0: Park. You know, like. No, a, a, a gatekeeper would be, w- w- you know, would be like, oh,
1: well, you're clearly not into metal if you listen to you listen to them. Well, and it's like well, you the, know the whole T-shirt th- thing. Not that, li- the T-shirt thing really know, started it. The T-shirt thing is what really started it. the whole people wearing like Iron Maiden shirts or Guns N' Roses shirts and whatever. And well, name five songs or whatever. Yes, well, while I think like I I always say this. I don't care what shirt you're wearing. It doesn't keep me up at night. If you're wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, you don't know who they are. I think it's stupid. <laughs> like, I think it's dumb, but it doesn't bother me. Well, I mean, like, like I, you know, I, I like. Tend
0: to, I tend to not walk around wearing messages on things that if I don't know what they mean. Well, That's yeah, it's me. It's like it's like, like you know. One, one would think one would think like
1: Google it. Yeah, I mean, like you really and truthfully, like, it's funny because some of these bands you'll buy shirt like, oh, I can't wait to wear a Burzum shirt, and you're like, um, d- d-, and look, by the way, this is not me judging anybody who likes Burzum. Again, I don't care. I don't care what you listen to. It's none of my freaking business. I'm not gonna here to lecture people on what they should and should not like. But I'm saying a lot of people would read about who Varg Vikernes is and be like, "Oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe I should reconsider that. Yeah, may, maybe uh, I shouldn't well, wear this shirt when I don't know who the guy in the band is, you know, or whatever. So,
0: well, you know, actually, I I said something earlier. Well, I didn't say it. I I wrote it earlier in a in a discussion about something unrelated um, that I want to talk about, but. And I know I've mentioned this on the show before, too. And by the way, I know the entire last 20 minutes of the show was all uh, non sequitur. I don't even know if, that's, if that begins to describe it. We, I, 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 my brain went in circles about 150 things. And maybe now we're... There was no coherent thought at all. And you're probably all dumber after listening to it. But back to where we are. I don't want to use... I don't want to talk about gatekeeping. I will say this, though.
1: Because it, it will it will spark something else I want to talk about, but oh, I don't want to talk about I, that. I want to talk about that. I'm sick of seeing every single thing called gatekeeping. <laughs> oh no 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 I I, I agree. I I I totally. Well, it's like everything else, man.
0: Like everything else on the internet. The internet, you know, social media is where things go to die. I mean, it's just it it, it you. It's one of those things where yes, gatekeeping. Is a real thing. We don't want to. I don't want to talk about it much. It's a real thing. Comic books, gaming, whatever. It's a real thing, dude. Hey, I'm gonna go to Vakken and maybe someone's gonna walk up to me and be like, "You're seeing a death metal band, and you have a you have a patch on your on your vest that 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 says Grand Funk Railroad." Clearly, you're a poser. It's like, all right, cool, man. Like, thanks, you know. But the the point I was gonna make is, and I've said this on the show before i think something i like about being into heavy metal is now okay don't accuse me of gatekeeping when i say this i get it if the heavy metal you listen to is metallica i don't know slipknot right if the only metal bands you listen to are the two or three that are just really 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 famous Maybe this is a different conversation, but I think if you are generally a fan of metal that spans outside of the three or four bands that are extremely well-known, I think then you have chosen to listen to music that is off the beaten path. Now, I don't necessarily mean you listen to metal purposely because it's not as mainstream, but you are interested in something that's slightly less mainstream. Because it's, slightly ma- less, because it's slightly less mainstream, one would think that something that goes along with that is if you are someone who's... Let's say, instead of listening to Taylor Swift, you listen to Nightwish, right? Well, most people listen to Taylor Swift and you listen to Nightwish, which means you are already somehow thinking different than a lot of other people. I don't understand why, if you're already thinking differently than all the other people, why metalheads assume then we all need to think alike, because that's stupid. I think it's stupid. And I know we've talked about this. But I think one of the great things about not listening to the five artists that everybody else in the world listens to, well, maybe you do, but listening to anything else is that you're allowed to not, you already don't like the same music as you know, a billion people. You know, 95% of the United States listens to Taylor Swift. If you're not listening to Taylor Swift, but you're listening to Nightwish, you already disagree with 95%. Why would you have to completely and always agree with the other five? Like, I think... It's stupid you know, to think that we, as metalheads, have to agree on everything. And I'm getting you. You, I, you know, know what? what? I don't know. We've talked about this, but there, there's something. I, I mentioned
1: this because there's something else I want to talk about. Well, there's ahead. something else I want to talk about that's relevant to this. And I actually go forgot for it. about it. And I really wanted to talk Me too, about but it. But go for it. So, um, Fernanda from Crypta, uh was on ins- posted on Instagram. She posted that she saw Testament. She got to meet Steve DiGiorgio, and and she was excited. Everything else like that. <clears throat> then She's the next a bass player, of course, she is. Well, right, but, you know, so, but then after that, she went to a Beyonce concert, Beyonce Knowles, you know, like, I I think it's just Beyonce now, I don't know. Um, well, I don't a- anyways, know. but, and she's like, she, like, posted a video of herself, like, crying and talking about how excited she was and how how whatever, and people, some people were like, hey, you know, cool, whatever, you know, we, whatever. there were actually a lot of people who were like, you're a poser, I can't believe you're at a Beyonce concert, why would you go see that, who, who like, I can't believe you like that kind of stuff, and like that, like exactly what you're talking about. Being like, we don't have to agree. Like, we we, we kind of touched on this like in the past couple weeks where we mentioned like we did a whole classic rock episode. We talked about how like we've listened to like Neil Diamond and and you know all that kind of stuff. And it, it's like, I, I just get it. I just I don't I don't understand like why everything has to be the same, and and it, and it always cracks me up because you know I was just having a conversation with I think it's somebody at somebody at work or something like that where it's really ironic that you know punks metalheads everything else you know pride themselves oh you know we're we're you know like even Slipknot has the album We Are Not Your Kind and everything else like that and and but at the same time, you don't like stop and look around and realize like you're you still part of like a group. You're still part of a tribe, whatever you want to call it, you know, because as soon as you step out of line, like, wait a minute, why are you wearing a Beyonce T-shirt? This is a Slayer concert, you know, whatever. Well, like first of all, you're, me, you're immediately like called out,
0: you know, let me point out the irony of some guy in his mother's basement eating a sandwich on Instagram. Calling someone who is a poser so calling someone a poser who has a King Diamond tattoo and is in a band that opened for Morbid Angel. There's an there's a little bit of irony in like seriously, like a kid sitting at home calling someone a poser and that person has a King Diamond tattoo and literally is in a death metal band that played Vok in an open for Morbid Angel. So the irony there is 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 pretty is pretty big. Um,
1: but I mean it's it's but, it, it, <clears throat> but the thing is it doesn't surprise me. Like no, my, it doesn't, my well, first reaction, my first reaction when she posted Beyonce it was just like, oh. I'll like literally, I'm not even joking. My first reaction was, oh, I didn't expect that, but whatever. What? How does it Oh hey, hey, you know, it, it's just I, it's, it's it's the same you know thing what? like I, look, look, if Fernanda Tomorrow said crypto from now on will be A pop rock will be a pop band, and we will no longer be playing death metal. Well, then I'm going to have something to say. And and, but you know, it's funny, I'm gonna have something to say, but it will be that sucks, man. That that's disappointing. It's not going to be be, about a bunch of posers. And the only reason why I'm going to say that is because I enjoy the band as it is, and I probably won't enjoy them in that incarnation. Um, at the same time, you know, artists like to change, you know, and I will say this when I was. 16 17 and and Metallica cut their hair and release load. I was like, I was just oh, they're they're sellouts and blah blah blah, everything too. Now I look at that and I'm just like, you know, maybe they just wanted to try something different, you know, maybe they just wanted to play different music, good or bad. You know, that's the thing, like musicians change, like it's not that, that there's an actual question is. Is it a band's job to give the people what they want? Or is it a band's job to find some sort of fulfillment in their art? Meaning, is it more important that a band goes out and says, well, this is what everybody expects from us, so let's just release another album like that? Or is it more important that a band says, you know, we wrote four albums of really, really fast thrash metal. Why don't we try something different this time? And I'll be honest with you, Sometimes that different is oh that sucks like I hate that like I'm not liking where this is going. Sometimes that different goes the other direction. If Dave Mustaine for Rust in Peace said I just want to write another super fast thrash album and not, you know, you know I just, I, that's all I want to do is write another super fast thrash album, Rust in Peace would not have been what it was. He said I want to write more technical even um, even even Chuck from from Death, he how many you know he he wanted to go more technical. He didn't want to write the same death metal album over and over again. But it, but it works both ways. You have other bands that are like you know we wrote you know I, I'll give you In Flames. Let's look at In Flames. In Flames wrote a whole bunch of death metal albums, and then they went more new metal ish. You know whatever. I don't like reroute to remain. A lot of people did. And, you know, that gave them a lot more fans. Maybe they lost me, but they probably gained five people for one me. You know, whatever. Um, you know, we have to accept the fact that these bands and their music, we don't own them. We can't tell well, them what to do, and they have no obligation. Our obligation to a band is to support them when we enjoy their music. If we don't enjoy their music, well, don't buy their stuff. If you, if you do me, enjoy their music, this, though. do try and buy their stuff.
0: Let let me me piggyback off of that and say this. A band is not obligated to put out the record that you want them to. Right? They're not. Metallica is not obligated to put out Master of Puppets again. Like, they're not. I'm also not obligated to like it. I feel this way all the time. I mean, dude, we, we talk about this all the time, that there are bands out there that... I, I mean, let's be fair, dude. There are bands, well, I mean, I I don't want to just always say Metallica, but there are bands that people will like them because their name is on it. Okay, look, I'm going to mention, let me mention a band that isn't Metallica, but I'm going to mention one that I, it's a band that I don't like, but I think it fits. I think this, this fits this example. I honestly don't think there is anything the band Tool could release that Tool fans wouldn't love, and it's what I and and the reason I and I, look, I'm picking on Tool fans. I, I'm fine. What I mean by that is their name goes on something. People like it, dude. Hey, it's not just Tools. It's the first band I thought of. There are plenty of bands like. There's plenty of just things in the world that are like that. You know, there there's. There, there's, there's plenty of other me- there's food, I mean, lots of stuff that, are, that is that, that way. Um, but there are definitely bands out there that they put their name on it, and people just automatically like it. You know well, it's like that, that funny meme that was like, you know, no one actually liked you too. just everyone thought they were supposed to, or however that goes. Um, and, and, and so I get that, but my point is this. So Metallica makes a change, right? Ah, get off Metallica. Pick pick another band who made a change. I don't know. So a, a band goes in a different direction. Death. Okay, you mentioned death. We'll use them. First couple of death records are straight up like what you think of today as death metal. After that, they definitely went, you know... As Gene Hoagland said, they hired them jazzy cats. You know what I mean? <laughs> hired the Giorgio and Reiner. and You know, they got the jazz guys. Um, death went total... For lack of better terms, they went prog. I mean, I, the, the 90s death records were were prog albums. If you don't believe me, listen to one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like actually... I mean, Scream Bloody Gore and Leprosy weren't. Spiritual healing really wasn't. But, dude, put on, put on the first track of, uh, I mean, Human, too. But, like, dude, play, like, individual thought patterns. Play the opening track, Overactive Imagination or Inhuman Form or any of those songs. The, 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 listen to the flattening of emotions. Is that the one with the drum intro? Hold on. I'm checking. Checking myself. Yeah. Dude, listen to the drum intro of Flattening of Emotions. Like, it's nuts. The band was totally progged. If you don't like that, I don't think you have to like it. I don't think you have to. But I also don't think you have to dislike it. Dude. For every- for every one of us that complained that Metallica cut their hair and put out Load, Load was not a flop. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, how many copies did Lode sell? Load sold six hundred eighty thousand copies in the United States in the first week. Load sold five million copies in the U.S. alone. Clearly, it wasn't a complete screw up on their part. <laughs> you know now, um, you know all the thing. The thing maybe the thing maybe it's because that many people just. Now, maybe lots of people bought it and didn't like it. But. Okay, maybe those first 600,000 that bought it the first week were really disappointed. After that, you had to know what the album sounded like. Um, and But, so there's two questions. Is it like, is that just the Metallica factor that their name went on it? So, you know, you'll like it. Uh, but on the other hand, like, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm saying is. You're allowed to like. The unpopular records by by a band, you're allowed to not like the popular one. Hey, we've had this discussion of, of unpopular opinions. Like when I say I'm really not into the album Rain and Blood, because I'm not. I don't dislike Slayer. I'm not a huge Slayer fan. But there's a bunch of Slayer I like. It's just pretty much not that album. That album never did much for me. It just didn't. Um, there are There are metal bands that I just am not a big fan of. And albums, I'm not a big fan of. You know, we <clears throat> we we were talking earlier about some bands that neither one of us are big fans of, and we feel, you know, everyone seems to feel that we're supposed to. I guess I'm saying, I don't think we need to agree. I don't think we need to agree. And well, you know, actually, I feel that way about most things. I, I I don't care if someone likes or dislikes something, provided it they came up. They came up with that themselves, you know? Um, if you like a record because you think you have to, then I, my opinion of you liking it is, okay, whatever, do whatever you want. But I will totally respect if you like or dislike something, if it's because you actually like or dislike it. Like, if you flat out tell me you don't like Iron Maiden, okay. I don't like Tool. You don't like Iron Maiden. We don't have to. I just I don't think we have to. And I and I know we've talked about this before. But I I just and like so you're right like with crypto with, the, with if they were to if they were to make a change on their next record I I Now, okay. Are there some universals? Yeah, okay. So Cold Lake. Mm, I, I think unanimously everyone thought bad decision. By Celtic Frost. Celtic Frost, excuse me. You know, Risk by Megadeth. Okay. Hey, whatever happened to I- them? Celtic oh, yeah. Frost. <laughs> Is it true that got lost? Um, risk by... Okay, we realize, but it, it, it's a short list. It's a short list of, like, truly, truly screwed up records. Like, bad decision records. There's a few. St. Anger,
1: ooh, yes, but it's, I mean, you you have to remember though, Metallica could literally release an album of Lars farting on a snare drum and it will sell 10 million copies. Well, farting on a snare drum would sound better than the snare drum
0: on on that record. Though, the credit I give Metallica, dude, James was trying to not die at the time. Like, James was going through heavy addiction and rehab and stuff at the time. You know, like, what? dude, that band was not in an okay place. Admittedly, I don't care about Metallica after that, but I think it's pretty safe to say they got their crap back together shortly thereafter. So they had a weird period. Okay. Lots of bands that are around for a long time have a weird period. But anyway, I guess all I'm saying is I enjoy... I enjoy talking metal with people and I enjoy disagreeing. I do. I and I I think it's I think it's fun. Um so this brings me around and I know that was kind of a scattered conversation but there there was a conversation that I was in and I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this question to you. Um oh did I close the window I had? I gotta pull this back up. Hold on. Um, so I'm going to Vakken in about a month, and there is some online people who, half the time people online just bitch, just a bitch, but the conversation is that, you know, the lineup for Vakken is not that great, and Hellfest, <clears throat> which is in June, and, um is in France, has so much better, <clears throat> excuse me, they get so many more big names, and therefore it's a better festival, let me give you an example, okay, they've got Kiss, Hollywood Vampires, Parkway Drive, you know, um, As I Lay Dying, Rancid, Some 41, Papa Roach, Motley Crew, Def Leppard. Iron Maiden's there, Slipknot's there, Tenacious D, you know, Pantera's playing, Black Flag, Clutch, The Melvins. Like, they've got, they've got definitely bigger, bigger draw acts for it. My opinion, though, now there are a couple of bands here that I, that I am kind of jealous of. Um, uh, for example, um, uh, Paradise Lost is playing Hellfest. Okay. The thing is, Vakin is, <clears throat> in my opinion, a very completely different type of lineup. <clears throat> yes, you have your Iron Maiden, your Megadeth, your Halloween. Okay. The rest of them are not Kiss, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. The the rest of it is not that. The rest of the show are, what would I say, second, third tier bands. I'm going to a festival for four days. Iron Maiden's headlining, that rules. Personally, I might be the only one out of 75,000 people that's there that says this, I would much prefer four days of second-tier bands that, than just a, 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 a big list of, you know, your Kisses and Motley Cruz and that sort of thing. But is that just because I'm old and I've seen all the big bands before and now I just want to see... All the other ones that don't necessarily come to the u.s like I, i'm asking you like if you were because we've talked a lot about about um picking our own set lists and we'll do that today but w- w- what about you like if you're if you're going to like a festival like don't get me wrong you got to have a couple of bands that are like really big to bring in the draw but would you want it to be a sh- a, a, a a festival of um, okay mind you loads of bands that you like but uh, w- would you rather it be more bands like I don't know, we mentioned Krypta. Would you rather it be more bands like Krypta and fewer bands like Kiss, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, or does it depend? Like I'm, I'm just curious. I'm curious for you because I, I, I totally think I'm in the I'm, I'm very much in the minority of of, of liking the fact that this is more, you know, whatever second tier bands. I'm happier that way. I would I would love to hear kind of your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, like if I, you're building a festival, like what what would you want? I think it's important have a mix. I mean, there see, th- th- there's a difference. I mean, though. I would say Vodka's a mix. It's just not, you know, there's, it has fewer like m-
1: massive names. There's a difference though because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, there's there's the part of my brain that thinks the business side of things, and there's the part of my brain that says the what do I. Um, well, that's what I'm asking. You know, what, what do I want? You know, like, I mean, the business side of things says you need those anchor bands just like, you know, anything else. But
0: well, the, the complaint is that because Vocket is going to sell tickets regardless so that they don't have to hire big bands. And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I like, I'm, I want to go to see loads of bands. I won't necessarily get a chance to see all the time. Some that aren't going to play, some that don't tour very often, some that don't tour the U.S., and loads of them at the same time. So Vakken could really, they, 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 they sell out all their tickets a year in advance, and they only announce, like, three bands, like, when they do it. So Vakken's a weird example, but. Well, I mean. So I'm, so- I'm asking, like, I, I'm aware you need, you need, and they have a couple, I mean, dude, they have Iron Maiden, and, you know, they, they have some, you know, Megadeth's playing. They have a couple of really big names. But for you, like if you're take the business side out of it. Like I said, we we said the same thing about about set lists. Take what anyone, take everybody else out of the equation. You were building your dream set list. Like, if if you're saying you're building a festival that you really want to go to, do you want a couple of big names and then a whole bunch of like all the like a whole bunch of other bands you really like that aren't necessarily huge? Or do you just want or do you want to go to the festival that has more You know, whatever. Um, Iron Maiden, Kiss, Metallica, Motley Crue.
1: No, see, I mean, let let, let me put it this way. There's that huge festival that was announced uh, here in the States. And it's like, what? Aussie, Metallica, ACDC. Like, it's just all these massive bands, right? I had zero interest in going. Um, Like, I mean, even if tickets weren't like a, you know, a bazillion dollars for nosebleeds, I wouldn't go. Um, I just don't have an interest. Um,. I don't know. Well, you know, let let, let me let me take it back to a smaller scale here. I enjoy, you know, and I live live, live I live in the New York City area. So a lot of those bands that like, you know, would go to Valken and stuff and that's your chance to see them like they come here. Um, I mean, there's some bands, you like said, they don't tour the U.S., but a lot of these bands come here. And for me, the venue plays a part Um I, I'm not a festival guy. Um, I, I genuinely, I genuinely feel like those all day festivals, like by the, by the time the end of the day comes around, you're just so exhausted, especially when you're out in the heat, you know, cause they're always Plus, in the summer. over
0: four days is even worse.
1: Yeah, you, like by the, by the time the end of the day rolls around, you just have no energy left for the last band. Um, so it almost has to be a bigger band. Um, or because I, I mean like, so like I'm more of a person like, let me put it this way. I probably had more fun seeing Anvil in a literal bar than I ever will at any festival, anywhere, seeing any band. And it has nothing to do with the fact that it's Anvil. It has to do with the fact of it's a smaller show. Like I loved seeing Morbid Angel. I loved seeing Krypta. I loved seeing those bands like Revocation, like those bands. I loved seeing those bands and it was... Not a huge venue. It was like you know, a small to medium sized venue. Um, those are the shows I like to go to. I'd prefer to go see a headliner like the caliber of Morbid Angel than I would to go see Metallica because to me see that the, 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 the problem here though for me is it's hard for me to say because at a venue like Vakken where it's just this massive like huge crowd and everything else like that. I don't think there's a difference, to be honest with you. I don't really see a difference because unless you're going to stand in the front of the stage all day buried in people and, and, and you're going to miss half the bands doing that anyways, like you're going to miss cool? half the bands anyway. Well, but, but I mean like that's exactly, that, that's the point too. Like I, I would like, put it this way. Like the reason I, I generally, I genuinely, like you keep asking me to go vlog, the gen- reason I genuinely don't, it's hard for me to rationalize going is because I don't enjoy the festival experience. Like I'll go to one maybe once a summer, but at the end of the day, I'm just like, I need to go home, take a shower and go to sleep. Like I, I, I I I'm exhausted. Um, I would rather spend more money over time seeing like three, four bands at a time, you know, four four bands here, four bands here, four bands here, um, going into the city, traveling a little bit into the city, coming out of the city, seeing them in Jersey. I would rather see that than I would. Then I would rather see this gigantic stage because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, a band like Iron Maiden knows how to command that stage. A band like Iron Maiden knows how to get in front of ten thousand people and say "Scream for me, fucking!" You know, a lot of those smaller bands get on a stage like that and they don't know what the hell to do.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, admittedly. They have, you know, something like, I don't know, six or seven different stages. So n- most of those mid-tier bands are not playing. I mean, you gotta you got to remember, dude, Iron Maiden's going to play and there's going to be other bands playing at the same time in other spots.
1: Yeah, but um, my point is that all those stages are going at the same time, though. So, I mean, like, a, some band is playing on the big stage at, at any given time. Sure, they're, of course. They're not, they're not, like, saying, well, you're a small band, so you get the little stage, and you're a medium band, so you get the medium stage. They're basically breaking up the bands. I mean, that plays a part, but you know, there, there's there's bands all all going at that. You know, so oh, like I said, for me, I would prefer. I, I'm always a bigger fan of intimate venues. I'm always a bigger fan of. I'd rather see Cannibal Corpse at you know uh, where did I see them PlayStation Theater even. I'd rather see Cannibal Corpse at you know Gramercy or something like that. I think they're they're going to Brooklyn uh, in, in November. I think a friend of mine's going. I'd rather see him there than I'd rather see him at a gigantic festival. Now, Cannibal Corpse, for instance, right? They're a mid-tier band. You know, they're not as big as Iron Maiden, but they're not like a, they're not like a, oh, I well, think I may have yeah. heard of them band.
0: Yeah, they're, that's what I, I more meant like, would you rather it be filled with more Cannibal Corpses or more, you know, Kisses and Metallicas? Like,
1: and, No, see, it doesn't matter which band I mean. I would not want to go to a festival that's just headliners. I mean, because the, the problem I have with headliners is I'm not... I am not, like, jerking off here, but I've probably seen them. If I'm interested in that, them, so I've kind of seen them, I've probably seen them. I, I mean, look, there there are big bands I've never seen, of course. I mean, I, there are big bands I never will see. You know, like, I'll never see Guns N' Roses. Why? Because I... I I feel the same way about Guns N' Roses I feel about Pantera it's great that people are getting a chance to see Guns N' Roses but it's not the Guns N' Roses I really want to see I saw Pantera I don't need to see this Pantera you know what I mean like it's I'm not getting into that conversation I'm just saying as an example um, so like and that's the other I think another band that fit Giant Festivals Guns N' Roses I think it's like Metallica Guns N' Roses Aussie ACDC um, so Well, I, I mean and to
0: say real quick like that's what people are complaining that the and again, we're talking about people on the internet. But the people complaining about Vakken is because they're not getting at as many that because Hellfest has your I'm that's not who it doesn't matter who it is. Hellfest is more Aussie Metallica, Pantera. Aussie or Hellfest is the bands that can fill stadiums. And they're like, Well, Vakken sucks now because they're not doing that. I'm like, Thank you. I'm happy they're not. You know what like, it clearly is? Clearly, I want Iron Maiden and a couple of bigger bands. But I don't want the show that's all guns and roses and well, not to mention the United States, that would be like eight million dollars for the ticket. Do you know what it is though?
1: And I I, I don't I can't I, I'm gonna look, I this, I'm I'm look at this from a, most of them. I'm gonna look at this from a Comic Con standpoint because Comic-Con is something I went to year in and year out for many years, for about twelve or thirteen years. Every single year I was at New York Comic-Con. And I went to New York Comic Con when it was literally you it was half of half of the Javits Center with a boat show next door, and you could literally a motorboat show we yeah a motorboat show the no, boat but a boat and you could literally just walk around right to all the way to my last year I went there where you had to penguin walk everywhere you were like a sardine packed in like a can, you couldn't get any it would take you like fifty minutes to get from you know halfway not even halfway across the place and you didn't get a chance to see everything because it's so packed. So I'm going to take it from that standpoint. And I'm going to look at it this way. And I'm, I'm thinking about it this way, and it's helping me kind of understand somebody's point of view. Because New York Comic Con operated the same way. They'd say, you gotta buy tickets now. We're not gonna tell you who's gonna be there, but you gotta buy tickets now. And they'd always sell out. So every year you're thinking to yourself, like, oh geez, I hope I get all, you know, I hope I get to see this person and that person to get to get this sign to get that sign or whatever. Um and the thing is that. If you were to tell me, well, you, you got your ticket to Comic-Con, you paid a ton of money, and granted, I live in New York City, or well, I live around New York City, but at the time I lived in New York City, so for me it was a 10-minute subway ride down. It was it was shorter than a trip to work. But for some people, they're buying plane tickets, they're buying hotels, they're spending money on you know accommodations, food, everything else. So for them, it's an event. So if you were to say to them, hey, we got all these lower to mid-tier people. And they're going to be here. They're thinking to themselves, like, these are all people that I could see at home at a local comic book show. And I just paid a ton of money to fly here expecting big stars. Like, I expected Chris Evans. I expected, you know, uh, Tim, you know, I expected, uh, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I expected, But but instead, you're telling me, like, oh, we have the guy who played the fourth uh, a shield trooper in the second Avengers movie. Like that, that's, I think that's kind of how people feel. They're like, I'm spending a ton of money to fly out there. I'm spending a ton of money to stay there. I'm, I'm you know, it's going to cost money for food and, you know, it's t- taking time off work maybe, and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be, you know, you're going to have to pee in a, in a, in a john for four days, crap in a port john for four days, be sweaty, be feel disgusting and i'm seeing a bunch of bands that i could probably just wait and they'll eventually tour in my neighborhood like i, wait, I first of all i got to i got to make this clear
0: you act as if being dirty and having to crap in a and having to crap outdoors is a bad thing.
1: I'm like, woohoo, I don't have to bathe for a week. Well, but I'm saying, like, that's that's, that's how people disgusting. are feeling. Is I think, and look, right or wrong, there are some people who are like, oh, thank you. All my favorite creators are going to be there. They're not famous, but I want to see. I get a chance to see them all at once and in one place, and that's how you're feeling. Yeah, Other I people mean, are well, like, and, and again, I will I will point this out. Well, you know what? And also, there's about about the
0: about the Comic Con. Like you have met I, okay dude i don't care I, i'm gonna just example like you have met
1: stan lee yeah so like i've met him shook his hand would, took a picture of him have in, an autograph with him everything else so the next time stan lee's at a show i'm like mm, i met him
0: yeah well and he's you're, dead to but go I in mean, that line
1: you know yeah you're not gonna get in that line you right. what i mean is you're
0: you 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 would be more interested in like oh my god dude the guy uh, the guy who I have seventy five of of uh, I have seventy five comic books. Pecking, you know,
1: I'll I'll give you an ex give you an example that's related. That I'll give you an example that's related to metal. Tim Bradstreet. Tim Bradstreet drew every cover of every Punisher comic. He also drew the cover to um, Iron Maiden, the one with the tank on the cover. Matter life. matter of life and death. He drew that cover. So. Oh. Okay. So, I, so he's, that, I have, that would a, be, I, I have, let's a, just call that second time. I have, well, that's what I'm saying. I have a, co- I have a, I have a hardcover Punisher comic signed by the writer, the artist, and the anchor. And Tim Bradstreet's the only guy I'm missing. To everybody else, oh, you mean who, the tracer? He, well, no, he's the, he's the cover art. Well, yeah, the anchor, but he's cool. <laughs> the J- dude, you'd like Jimmy Palmiotti. All he ever talks about is porn. Um, Oh, my kind of guy. He's so, no, that's the anchor. But so Tim Bradstreet, like, he's the cover artist. So, um, to me, it's like, oh, yes, I get to meet Tim Bradstreet. And to a bunch of people who are Punisher fans or fans of like his artwork on other things, like maybe even the Iron Maiden album, they're like, oh, yeah, Tim Bradstreet. To a lot of people who are casual fans who are maybe going because it's the thing to do, and you have to remember with Vakken, it's not all deep, hardcore metalheads. A lot of people go to this because it's the thing to do. And that's the oh, same, of course, the of same course. thing well, happened well, to Comic-Con. Con. The <laughs> same thing happened to Comic-Con. It used to be... You go to New York Comic Con because you're a hardcore comic fan. Dude. Like you, you've read all the key books and everything else. Now you go to Comic Con because it's the thing to do, and that's dude, how Vakin is.
0: I'm not. I, I appreciate comics. I like comic book characters. Like I like the stuff, but dude, I don't. Re- I don't read comics. I have. I haven't read a comic in 25 years. But I would go to Comic Con tomorrow. Exactly. exactly. It'd be fun. Um. So see, th- this is where the reason I ask you is. I understand. I, I'm in complete agreement. I understand why people are upset. I'm saying for me, no, dude. Look, I'm not flying across. I'm not flying halfway across the world to you know to see a, 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 a small band I don't care about.
1: Well, that's the thing. Pe- people are I like, need. what the hell? I'm flying. I'm flying to Germany to see candle to some people, they're like, "Dude, I'm flying around the world. I'm seeing Candlemas. Other people are like, "They were just here like six months ago. Why do I want right, to see them right. again?" No, 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 you no, know no, what right, I mean? Right,
0: right. I, 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 look, I, I get it. Well, I'm, I see. For all I'm getting is that for me, is this is where like, I am that way with you would be a comics. Again, you, the, the guy who did the Punisher, I'm, I'm calling that second tier. In no, the same is. way that I would call Cannibal Corpse a second tier metal band. And I mean, that no disrespect. I mean, Cannibal Corpse is no small band, but they're, you know, they're big enough that they can, that they tour, they do well, and they play festivals. I, I guess, and maybe Cannibal Corpse is a bad example because I've seen them so many times, but like, I'm personally just like super happy. And I'm not, and I'm not lying to myself because I'll be right, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, I'm looking at the, let me pull up Hellfest again. Um, like, and, dude, I would go to Hellfest. I'd have a blast. But I'm looking right at it and saying the, state, the the first night, there's a stage with... And I just had it. Hold on. I lost it. Um, The first night, there is a... The, the, the main stage has Kiss and Hollywood Vampires and Generation 6. And another one has Parkway Drive and In Flames. And I would be the guy at the bottom one that's seeing... Um, Catatonia, Hypocrisy, candle mass, or the one with Behemoth and Dark Funeral. Like, I'm going to those ones. Um, so, like, it's, and I, I mean, well, I don't want to see Kiss right now. Like, okay, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't probably miss Iron Maiden, but is it, just, I, I guess, like, maybe I'm just old, or maybe it's because, like, I'm, like, I've seen Kiss, I've seen Motley Crue, I've seen Def Leppard. I've seen Iron Maid. I've seen Slipknot. I- I've seen Pantera. I- I've seen... Like, I'm going down this going like... I and I'm, Dude, I'm not putting down Hell... Like, I would go to Hellfest tomorrow. Paradise Lost is a bigger draw for me than anything else on there. But, like... um, I would go to that for a second. But this is not me to me trying to be cool. This is me saying... I think I've just seen all the big bands before. That there are more bands on Vakins list that are bands that I would love to see. No, I would probably not fly across the world to see. <clears throat> I don't know. Let, let me, you know, find, hold on. Let me give you, let me give you a good example. I would probably not fly across the world to see Evergrey, but dude, they're one of my favorite bands. And the fact that I can see Jag Panzer and Evergrey and, you know, Cataclysm and, you know, possess like all right next to each other. It's like, well, that's, Super cool to me, um, and and dude, admittedly, I'm going to Vakken to experience Vakken way more than just to experience bands. I mean, I've said before, I, I, I couldn't go to a, I couldn't go to a festival if I didn't like the music. Like I, you know, we have a friend of ours that would they would go to a music festival. I don't think it mattered what the music was. Like, I couldn't go to a music festival if it was a style of music I hated. Um, and there are definitely bands at Vakken that are playing that I don't like, but again. You can't see them all anyway, but I don't know. Like, I just, I felt I was in the minority in it. Uh, and I was, it's probably just cause I'm old or maybe it's just cause I've seen so many of the bands before, or maybe my interest has just shifted. Cause I was thinking like when I was 20, I would have gone to side by side. I would have gone to Hellfest in a second. I would have like, nope, man. I want to see Kiss and Mo- I want to see all those big bands where now I'm like, well, I'm 40 seen them all. And again, I'm not patting myself on the back either. I'm not saying, well, I'm cool because I saw all those bands before. It's just, I don't, I don't know, man. And and again, and, and I'm not I'm not knocking anybody. Again, the reason I I mentioned earlier that we don't have to all agree is I actually said that. I was like, well, we don't, you know, all have to agree on this. Because actually one guy was like. Well, it's, it's your own fault. If you idiots would stop buying tickets, maybe then eh, whatever. Um I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where where <clears throat> is Vakin the perfect festival for me? No. I mean this year's lineup. Why do I say that? Well, because there were some bands last year that aren't playing this year that I would love to have see, love to have seen, and vice versa. There's bands play, you know, like like Slipknot headlined last year. I don't care. I'd much rather see Iron Maiden. But Merciful Fate played last year and not this year. You're never going to get... I am not... Gonna... It, uh, kind of like you and I are never going to be able to tell a band exactly what set list to play. We're not Eddie Trunk. I'm, never, I'm not going to be able to call up Vokken and be like, here's the bands I want to play and that's all you're going to book. That doesn't happen. Um, a- anyway, I know that was kind of a random side thought... But it's just one of those things that, again, I think about this all the time. We don't all have to agree. And and again, but maybe it just comes down to the fact that I think that was my response. I said, you know, maybe I'm just old. Maybe I've seen a lot of bands before. Maybe it's because I've seen most of those big bands that I'm just more excited about seeing more of the smaller ones. Again, Iron Maiden is a is like you know <clears throat> i always say the metallica is the exception for everything iron maiden's kind of the exception for me they're my favorite live band like without question they're my favorite live band the only other band that i ever put next to them was seeing rush because if you saw rush it's a very cool experience they they didn't have opening bands they would do like a 3 hour set with an intermission Seeing Rush is a pretty cool experience. It's it's a different kind of experience. But, dude, Iron Maiden's always been my favorite live band. They just are. And if you've ever seen Iron Maiden live, you'll probably, you you could see why they're my favorite live band. They're not my favorite band. (laughs) I don't think. We've talked about this, dude. I don't know. I don't even, I don't know what, I don't know if I have a favorite band. I don't know. I think you said, like, sometimes you think it's Cannibal Corpse. I'm like, Sometimes I think it's Fate's Warning. Sometimes I think it's King's X. Sometimes I think it's Iced Earth from the 90s. Sometimes I think it's Iron Maiden. I don't know. Um, Speaking of Iced Earth from the 90s, real quick, my pick of the week. (laughs) Sorry. I don't want to spend any time on this other than saying my pick of the week is Burnt Offerings by Iced Earth. That is a record. We've talked about Perfect Albums before. I think that is one. And we also talked earlier when we were talking about, like, ABC shows and, like, records we used to get into. Dude, let me ask you this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot again. Huh. Because this is a record that does this for me. Are there records that you put on that still today you, you drop the needle and you're like... Like, it just straight up gives you a chubby. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, dude... <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a heavy metal hard on. I mean, I'm serious. Like that was also a because-
1: potential name for the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We almost the called it heavy, heavy metal hard on. Well, no, we did, but we really but did. We, you would have had to introduce it. Welcome to the heavy metal hard on. <laughs> you hot on. You can't say hard on. You have to say hard on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or
0: or <laughs> or or like an Outside Providence when that's what he called his kid. You shut
1: up, you hot on, hard on. So no, he called him Dolo. Was
0: it Dildo? I thought he called him Hard was On. Like, no, hey, he called Dil- him Dildo. Dildo. Oh, you right,
1: right, right. No, no the, there was, it, was, uh, it was in Joe Dirt. It was um, Christopher Walken said, Shut up, you hot on. You hot on, yeah. The, the, there's that, too. That,
0: there's something else as well. But um, So, because I'll tell you, man, when I put Burnt Offerings by Iced Earth, which is, by the way, not produced all that well, Matt Barlow's vocals are good, but, dude, that is they Matt had not really developed his voice yet. Matt didn't develop his voice, really. He didn't find his voice until Dark Saga. John does half the vocals on the record. John does as many vocals as Matt does on the record, other than the title track, or other than the song uh, Dante's Inferno. Dude, you listen to half those songs, John does most of them, or at least a lot of them. But, dude, I play the first track, the title track, The Burn Offerings... Dude, to this day, like hairs on my arms stand up. I think back to like, and I've told this story before, <laughs> among other things. Yeah, Apparently, yeah, tentpole. <laughs> like, I still think back to when that first summer when our band was playing when it before we hired our vocalist, and I was outside behind the State Street Tavern. That was a the a, the first venue we ever played at. The, the we're standing outside the State Street Tavern with the singer and drummer of another band we used to play with all the time, and we were outside singing "Burnt Offerings." Just they, we were just singing it out. "Spell your blood off of me, good. Like we were just doing that outside. Like we sang the whole song, <laughs> just the three of us outside. Because like, there's something about that record, man. I and I don't listen to it. Like, all the time. But when I drop the needle on that record, man, or hit play on it or whatever you want to say, I still to this day get seriously like, well, that's why I said I still get a chubby over it, man. I, I do. I still really, like, number one, I'm taken back to remembering when I first heard it and being, like, blown away by it. But I'm still... I'm still blown away by how awesome that record is. Uh, like... And and not just... Okay, so yes, there's sentimental value. Yes, there's fond memories. But if I'd never heard Burnt Offerings before, and you handed it to me, dude, 30 seconds into that, I'd be like, this is the most evil thing that has ever been recorded and I need more. The worst thing about Iced Earth is that that's the only record they ever did that sounds like it. The biggest crime that band committed... And dude, The Dark Saga was next, which is a it's a, it's perfection. I get it. The Dark Saga is perfect in every way that Burn Offerings wasn't. I just hate that there wasn't another record. Like, could Dark Saga come out ten years later so there could be like three more Burn Offerings? Like, that would be great. <laughs> but anyway, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Well, I'm putting you on the spot. But like, have you heard anything like anytime recently or whatever that you put it on? And you're like, damn, God. I like I've been listening to this for a million years and it's still.
1: You know, still gives you a hot on. It's it's actually happened quite a few times. So you know, as as I've been. Um, Wait. You know what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you explain real
0: quick because I gotta grab a drink out of the fridge and it's behind me. Okay. So I'm gonna take like twenty seconds. Do, do your do your, your 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 intro to what you're gonna say and pretend I'm here. <laughs> All right. But um, I won't be here. But you'll 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 think I'm here and our listeners will think I'm here.
1: Anyway. Um, All right. I I was gonna say that. Uh, Truthfully, it's happened a few times recently since uh, I, it, you know, it's 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 interesting that Duff asked me a question and then walked away as I'm answering it. <laughs> um. Anyways, it's happened a few times recently uh, as as I've been kind of. I, it, may, it may seem stupid to some people. By the way, I agree with everything you just said because I heard every word of it. <laughs>
0: I said you asked
1: me a question, then you're like, "I'm gonna walk away now." <laughs> dude, hey, I'd it's, really it's, like it's to hear your answer no, no. to this, it, it, but I won't be here to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I said to give the, start start up, you know, give the intros. I'm, I'm here for the first word.
1: <laughs> I've got a question for you, but I'm not gonna listen to the answer.
0: <laughs> you know, dude, how many? There's there's just no podcast like us. <laughs> <laughs> for good or for bad. I'm really curious to hear your answer, but I won't be here to listen to
1: it. So. <laughs> well I said it'd be back shortly. Just you know, you it, did you know get um No, I was gonna say that since I've been buying a lot of the uh, records I had in the nineties In early two thousands on vinyl, sorry I had a uh had a little yawn problem there. Um I, I've actually discovered that about a few albums and because I, a lot of those albums that really kind of do that, like where that that kind of all of a sudden hit you like a ton of bricks, um, are that one totally hit me. Uh, Burn Offerings was not the first Ice Earth record I had.
0: I think it was the second one I got. The first one was um, was uh, Dark Saga. I think yeah, I got this one second because I got it used. I don't know where, how the hell. I but
1: uh, you know, it's but it hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, it th- still it's, does. It's, the thing about those albums, at least for me, and I don't know about you, but they I, I i actually don't listen to them very often because I listen to them for years and years and years and years and years. And a lot of those albums, I don't need to listen to them because I can, you know, re- I can recall every note in that in that entire album, you know, verbatim Um well, and, you know, it's, it's one of those I things where offerings in probably a year. Well, it's one of those things where you listen to it and you can you can hear the album in your head. You know, like, yes, there's something different about listening to it. I'm not saying that you don't listen to it, but it's not your first choice. The only only because you're like, I don't need to listen to that because I kind of know what it is, you know, or, or, or it's just like I listened to that for five years straight. Now I'm going to put it down for a while. And sometimes that's like the best thing you can do for an album. Sometimes the best thing you can possibly do for an album that you absolutely love is to stop listening to it, because uh, I'll like I'll give you an example when 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 I f- very first started uh, you know five six seven years ago when I very first started uh, when I got my record collection back and I started really going in there and, I want my records yeah, want back, my records back. And, and when I really started going in there and buying more vinyl I bought the Pantera albums. I probably hadn't listened to the Pantera albums in at least not com- in complete in years because I listened to those things all through high school, a lot in college, and it was like you know I I, I, I still to this day know those albums like the back of my hand, but I listened to them all over again because I bought them on vinyl and I just remembered like I was and, and another album I think I I just like remember I was like wow. Like, I just forgot how much I genuinely love these albums. Um, same with, I remember, I think I told you it was uh, Six Feet Under's Warpath. Not Warpath, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Six Feet Under's Maximum Violence. Like, I hadn't listened to Maximum Violence since probably a couple years after it came out. And I love that album. It's it's probably, in my opinion, one of the best. or the, It's probably their last best album of that era of Six Feet Under. When I say that, it's like... They had their where where they were kind of death, but they weren't like traditional death. They were still kind of like almost a groove death, where they they mo- they weren't like doing like a whole bunch of the fast tremolo and you know like it, they didn't sound like Cannibal Corpse. They sounded more like a groovy stoner almost death, right? You know later on in their later on in their career they started going back towards traditional death or at least for, you know a little bit more in that direction. But Maximum Violence was another one where I'm like oh I forgot how much I love this album. You know, and I can't think of off the top of my head, there was recently another album where I put it on and I was like, I, every time I listen, oh, you know what? Doomsday for the Deceiver by, uh, by Flotsam and Jetsam. Like every time I listen, we, we talk about that album all the time where every time I listen to it, I'm like, why don't I listen to this more? Because I, I just blows you away every time you listen to it. because like, this is like an amazing I mean, thrash album. Le- legitimately, if you want to listen to
0: some of the best thrash ever recorded, that isn't Look, I know well master of puppets, but I'm talking like stereotypical quote unquote thrash sounding thrash. You are hard pressed to find better than Doomsday for the Deceiver. You really are hard
1: pressed to find better. It's that good. <clears throat> the typo negative albums were another ones where I listened to those albums a ton. But then when you when you put on, you know those the like when you put on Bloody Kisses, when you put on World Coming Down. I was just like, I, I remembered how awesome it was to listen to him. You know, that, and I always talk about this. I always say music is one of those things that it's a true time capsule. When I put on Vulgar Display of Power, I'm back in high school again. Not literally. Well, when I listen to Burnt Offerings, I'm I'm standing outside of the State
0: Tree Tavern. I hear you. Like, I'm I'm grabbing another beer. I'm here.
1: Um, Are you sure? I mean, if you want me to. if you want to ask a question yeah if I want to ask a question then walk away no I keep my fridge underneath my desk so I can reach it Um, no I uh, I was going to say like music is a time capsule there are certain albums Pantera will forever be the mid to late 90s for me Slayer will forever be the late 90s to early 2000s for me and I listened to Slayer before that I listened to Pantera before that I listened to Megadeth before that but there are certain eras where a band just clicked for you. It may not be the first time you've heard them. You may have been listening to a band for fifteen years, but then suddenly they just click in a way that you need them to click, and you can't stop listening to them, or you can't stop listening to a particular album. Even, um, well, you know that, that goes back to something I said earlier. Like, I, that, that, you know, where
0: I said, I wonder how many of our peers from high school are sitting around on a Friday night saying you know what i want to do i want to listen to the tlc discography or whatever you know a lot of times with for for for, for reasons other than just other than just nostalgia well, like let me look do at they it. just ever sit there and go god i really want to listen to no scrubs tonight well
1: l- let's look at it this way
0: though which i know is tlc only cuz i just found that out a couple of days ago at a, i was playing trivia and i found out that's who wrote that
1: song um, but anyway, i on. knew that because it's a joke um I thought it was the other one. I didn't think it was TLC. I thought it was over. It doesn't matter. Either way. But uh so You know, here's the thing. Um metal has and and an has always been different. And I and when I say metal, I don't mean Metallica. I'm I'm cutting off the like top tier. Like Metallica. They have singles. Um, you know, I know I, I don't mean like Lincoln Park. I don't mean those bands. Bands that have legitimate like radio singles. Metal is one of the few genres where the album is still important. Um, when a like a death metal band releases an album, people don't say, "Hey, I'm going to go to iTunes and buy that song that 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 that, that artist put out, and I'm gonna, then that's it. I'm not I'm not going to buy anymore." No. Metalheads listen to albums still. We are still a genre that focuses on the album. A lot of other pop, and I'm not saying all, I'm not generalizing, but a lot of pop is focused around the single especially now, especially now. Because back in the day, you would write an album, you could have you you'd worry about what's the lead single going to be. We need to have a strong song for the lead single. The rest of the album could suck and that doesn't matter because if this if this single hits number 1, the album will sell because of the single cuz it's all anybody's going to listen to anyways. Now, you hear the single, you go to go to the album and you're like, "Wow, everything else sucks. I'm going to pay 99 cents for the single and call it a day." With metal, people are still listening to albums. People are still buying physical media. And it's not just buying physical media to collect. There is a collection aspect of it, but what I mean by that is your average metalhead who's buying CDs and vinyl. Your average metalhead is not just putting it on a shelf or putting me, it away. Let me ask you a question, or, let me ask you a question on that. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious. Now I know with me. Now we've talked about this before. I'm just an album guy. It's, that is how I listen to music. I have kind of always been that way. You know, you, you said for the for the longest time you were more of a a singles and not singles per se. You were more of an individual song/playlist slash playlist guy. I was always the I can't stand playlists. I got to listen the whole records. So I get us. Do you think cuz I agree with you. It's not just metalheads. There's other more niche version uh, styles of music, but it, it it is definitely true in metal. Well, I'm not saying they, it's they,
1: only metalheads. I'm, no, no. I'm saying I'm no, saying metal in metal it's it's still prevalent. Albums right, are still right. important. And, and, it, and it's, it, it's an admitted thing. People
0: talk about this. But here's my question. Do you think it's because metalheads are still are, – excuse me. Do you think metalheads, it's because they want to listen to a, the a complete album as opposed to one song? Or do you think it is because metalheads literally want to – are more inclined to want to own it?
1: Um I don't think one I, one is listening one is one is ownership. I don't think the ownership is important to metalheads. Okay. Um, I still think that even though we are a genre where that where we have a lot of people who still buy physical media, I think that Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music whatever you want to call it are still are still the mo- the biggest consumers. Um, look, I mean it's it's hard to justify when when you are when you don't have a whole heck of a lot of money, it's really hard to justify spending $30 on a vinyl record of an album you could listen to for free or for ten with 6,000 others for $10 a month. I get that. Um, so I'm not slamming anybody who's not buying physical media. That's not my intention. Um, what I will say, though, is that I think that do, do I feel, and this is strictly my feeling, uh, do I feel that metalheads buy more physical media than other genres of music? I think that if it's not the most, it certainly is one of the most. Um, you know, you don't see a whole heck of a lot of, you know, country albums. You don't see a whole heck of. If you go to the vinyl, let me put it this way: if you go to the vinyl record section at any Walmart or Target, you're going to see hip hop, which does actually sell a lot of records. H- and records. So does punk. Records. Hip hop is one of, the, one of the one of the genres where records never went out of style. They never stopped. Well, it'll be the DJing right. aspect of it stopped it from ever going out of style. Right, exactly. So you see a lot of hip hop. You see a lot of classic rock and heavy metal. You see some pop. You see like Billie Eilish. You see like Taylor Swift. But generally speaking, you're going to see Led Zeppelin, ACDC, DC, Creed- Creedence Clearwater Revival. You're going to see big albums like maybe Michael Jackson's Thriller. You know, then you're going to see some hip hop stuff. You're not going to see a lot of 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 the of the other stuff. Now, granted, I will say with vinyl coming back into like style, so to speak, you will see pop albums. But I, you know, I, I think that it's I think that it's generally a niche thing. Like like you were just talking about TLC. I can't see there being a run on a TLC album. Like I can't see they're like, oh, I gotta get that album on vinyl as much as it is. With the other genres, well, like yeah, hip hop and something heavy like metal. that, where it was, I, I,
0: it, it, it is definitely different when it was a, a, a
1: artist well, that had
0: my, one big radio hit, more so but, than but like
1: they had a record. lot of radio. Like they had a lot of hits. They had water. I mean, I, look, I know this because I remember. I remember specifically well, the waterfalls. radio. Waterfalls, Scrubs. I don't. I actually only two. They say only two. I know. Um, but point being is. Generally speaking, if somebody's going to your casual fan and I think with pop music there's a lot more casual fans. Like you you don't casually listen to Cannibal Corpse. You know what I mean? Like you don't casually listen to Deicide. If you're listening to Deicide it's because you're invested in the music. Like you're not going to meet anybody that says that says hey do you like what kind of music do you listen to well i like that one Dia side song and then mostly i listen to billie eilish you know you are not going to hear that you
0: know what i mean <laughs> like- well i mean there there are definitely people that are massive fans of individual artists in oh, pop yeah. but if you listen to i think you've listened to pop across the board you're likely not well you got to figure if you're listening to pop across the board there's going to be a handful of artists that have staying power and the other 98% are going to have one song and never hear of them
1: again. Well, the other thing too is that when it like, comes Like I can understand like
0: look like look, 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 I get it. Taylor Swift's been around for a while. Kelly Clarkson's been around for like some of these
1: they've been around for a while and they have fans that have been around for I mean, I get it. Oh, Taylor Swift's one of the biggest tours of the of the of the, of the in the in the world right now. Um, yeah, I well, mean, of course. look, I mean, and and but- and because she has
0: more than one single. I mean, I, you know, she's been around for a but while. That's I can't the, but- name one song by her. Well, my, well, I, so if, I, if you, see to, if you ever either, see me in a Taylor Swift shirt, you can you can say to my me point, my point in them. all this
1: was my point in all this was though it's not I'm not criticizing pop fans. I'm not criticizing people who like that stuff. I I'm don't care. Again. Either. Again, what you listen to whether you're listen whether you're listening to the show cuz you like metal or you're listening to the show cuz you clicked the wrong button like regardless of what you listen to, I don't care. It doesn't keep me up at night, and I'm not going to criticize you for oh. it. If your favorite song the way, in the world is a Billie Eilish or Beyonce song, and that's keep makes you happy, cool. Dude, if your if favorite you song Cannibal is, Corpse, if you listen to
0: Cannibal yeah. Corpse and Taylor Swift makes you happy, dude, go for it. Yeah, but my point is, dude, and I'm not going to pop. I'm not going to. I'm not going to break your balls, dude. If you like death metal and you like Taylor Swift, I'm not going to break your balls. Because, dude, I listen to show tunes. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about this. It's
1: cool. But my my point is, that like okay. with, with with pop, I feel like again the single is the driving thing, and metal the album is the driving thing. I really still feel it. That that's the case. Um, you know, bands do release quote unquote singles in metal, but it's not the same thing. The singles actually are meant to get you to buy the album. The singles in pop, in my opinion, are. Meant to get you to buy the singles. (laughs) Because, look, Taylor Swift may still sell millions of albums, but people are buying those albums based on the singles. They're not, you know, or because it's Taylor Swift. Those, the point you're just making
0: is part, and I don't want to get into this, go down this road again as we did before, but you just described one of the things that destroyed the music industry. Because. 98% Ninety-eight percent of all the artists out there that were pop artists would put out one song. No one wanted to pay twenty bucks for the damn album. It, it, yeah, it
1: was, but the it, difference is now there's a means to to buy the one song.
0: No, no, no. My point is, it's be twenty years. They didn't want to then. They the only reason they would buy a twenty dollar album then was because it was the only way they could get that one song. That's one of the problems the music industry had was. Yeah, you're right. The single is to get you to buy the single. Yeah, the single got you to buy the CD then, but no one wanted the CD then. I'm serious. Like people I mean, would buy the. That, that was one of the biggest problems of the music history was the average music listener didn't. You know, you and me, we might have wanted the whole record, but if your favorite artist was Deep Blue Something, because you want that godforsaken song that they wrote. You couldn't buy it. You had to drop
1: 20 bucks on the album. You might not have wanted. <laughs> I'll tell um, you what. I'll tell you what. I can name like 10 alternative rock songs that I could even sing along to from the 90s. I could not tell you one other song on, on any of those albums. Like, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example, right? Remember the song by Not A Surf, popular? Yep. No of idea what I else could. is I on couldn't. that album. Do you remember the song I by, I think it was Dishwalla did Counting Blue Cars? We can't oh tell yeah, me all your yes, thoughts on yeah, God. Yeah. 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 I couldn't tell you what the name of the album well, was or what any of the other song is. I mentioned Deep Blue Something. That's the Breakfast at Tiffany's band. Yeah. And I said, what about Breakfast that's at a, that's Tiffany's? That's like my number
0: one song I hate most that isn't written by Dave Matthews. Um <laughs> there 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 are well, I mean there are, dude and dude you want to, do you want to know what actually this will be fun. Okay. Hold on. You know, we've been
1: we've been bitching for a while. No, but I don't think that. we're bitching. The thing is, I don't think we're bitching because it's not—it's not complaining. No, no. Like okay, I mean, really, me, truthfully, again, we—we've made it very clear. I don't care. Like I'm not saying, oh, more people need to listen to metal and less people Taylor Swift. I don't, like, I don't care. Like I don't care. Like I'm just thinking it's fascinating well, how. The, the, the album because Cannibal Corpse just announced a new album and I said, I can't wait to listen to that album. I didn't even listen to the first single on the like you sent it to me. I saw it streaming on Instagram. I literally listened to like point three seconds of it while the Instagram you know, videos was while I was scrolling. I went and I pre ordered the album. Why? It's Cannibal Corpse. I'm going to buy the album. I didn't yeah, say that's yeah, a I great know. song. I can't wait to buy that on iTunes and not listen to the rest of any of it.
0: What, what you know what i was I was curious for a minute okay hold on and, and just just to, just because you you know we mentioned some of those 90s ones I'm wondering like all right put let' let's put each other on the spot here for a minute as people that 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 worked in radio in the late 90s and early 2000s I am wondering how many bands with like with songs that we know that we might even like that we would struggle to f- name another song by
1: them from that era. Oh, a ton! Oh. That, there's so many, right? Um, not. A, um, I love that song "Popular" by Not a Surf. I love that song. Hey, look, I'm not saying it's a good song. It's catchy. I mean that 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 Counting Blue Cars song uh, is is catchy, like it's. You know, I, I, uh, you know what? I, well, no, I, I could actually. I was gonna say in Lance Morrisette, but I could actually name a lot of songs. Yeah, by I it. actually. Well, yeah. In fairness, that that whole damn record's good. <laughs> um, uh, uh, that 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 it's a the whole album is. Uh, um, I mean, but there's there's songs yeah. I even hate that I could tell. I, but you know, it's funny because the thing about pop songs and things like this, there's songs I hate and I can't stand that I could sing along to because maybe uh there there's like i'll give you i'll give you an example and this is something we i just mentioned but it doesn't count Mm -hmm. alanis morissette to this day uh um the song head over feet i favorite song mm -hmm. on the record i know that song right but you know why i know that song i don't know that song from listening to it on my time every i would go ice skating every single week I, i played hockey in high school so every single week at open skate i would invite a bunch of my friends and i'd skate and it would you know i'd It was a workout for me, and it was to kind of keep my, you know, whatever. Work on ice skating, work on the skating, whatever. Every single week, that song, and it was a two-hour ice session. Every single week, I would hear that song. And that song was a hit for many, many weeks. You could not turn on the radio for any amount of time without hearing that song at some point. Right? So a lot of these songs were I've heard because of that. Maybe I was working in the mall. Maybe I was, you know, uh, ice skating because they used to just put the radio on at ice skating. Sure, um, sure. No,
0: I, I know. It, it, you know um, we, you,
1: we worked at an alternative radio station. That's another reason why we heard oh, a lot of these songs. Well,
0: of course. I mean, like I said, Jagged Little Pill, I well, I have no problem going on record and saying that's an incredible album. Cause, yeah, I, well, like I mean that it album, had too. like Half the songs on that record were, were mega radio hits.
1: And yeah. wait, wait, wait. You ready for this? You ready for this? Oh, that was also her famous quote too. Me, yeah. But you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch this. You ready? Okay. I'm bringing things full circle. When I say, you ought to know is about Dave Coulier from Full House.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> cut it out. Um, well, <laughs> she never know. she
1: said she says she said flat out she's like. If it, she goes, it's not necessarily about him, but it's... It, it, he, she said he's like... she's Basically, she said I think it's an amalgam of a whole bunch of ex-boyfriends, of which he is one.
0: Yeah, there, there's one part that was about him, for sure. Yeah, the um, movie theater thing, I think. Yeah, I, dude, I was trying to think, like... Um, like, like. okay, here's a random one. Dude, I always liked the song Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. I don't even know if I know that one. Make up your mind. It's the... So help me, jeez. You'd know the song in, in, in ten seconds if you played it. Um it, what it, about the, the Everclear it's Santa called, Monica? Uh, Everclear, uh, God, I hate that band. Uh, but yes,
1: uh, um, but I, I. I'm just uh, thinking of like one-hit wonders. You know what I mean? Like you can't. You, the thing about it is like you can't even call Green Day a one-hit wonder. You can't call Nirvana. Oh wow, a one you hit really wonder. can't. With the, well, yeah. I mean, I know that Dookie wasn't their first record, but that whole
0: album was a single and. Every album after it was bigger than that one. So yep. um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of like bands from the 90s who had like, and, and dude, you, 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 we can argue Nimra whether or not a so band good. is a one hit wonder or not. But um, like, dude, I will tell you a great song by a band who had a, speaking of like those albums where there was one song and you didn't want to buy the album, the song Good by Better Than Ezra is a great song. And I remember that album being a honking pile of garbage. No, oh, dude. How about the, the crash test dummies?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Dude, <laughs> I remember one time I was at a karaoke bar, and I sang "Headline News" by Weird Al <laughs> because because that's the version of
1: the song I knew. Like
0: I know the Once words of "Headline
1: News" more than I know mm, the, the words of the crash test dummies. But anyway, made his wife so mad one day that she cut off his wiener. Like-
0: I was doing so I was I, I was doing the Crash test dummies version, ignoring the lyrics on the screen and singing the weird owl ones because I those I know off the top of my head, I don't really know the real ones. But anyway, so one time I was actually doing the song and I'm doing it regularly. And uh, the, when I was done, this woman came up to me and she was like, I need you to know that that song was the song that was playing. When I gave birth to my first son, and I looked at her and I said, "At what verse were you crowning?" Like <laughs> I'm such a horrible person. Anyway, anyway, um, no, that was, dude. I I liked. I always liked the song "All I Want" by Toad the Wet Sprocket. That's a great song. Um,
1: there's another dude, Toad the Wet Sprocket song I can't think of. But.
0: There's another one too, but that that's one I that's one I I, I think of. I always think of that one because I... um. I love that album. I love that song. Um, there there were...
1: I mean, I don't know. It's weird, but, but I, I agree with you. Like, you know, There, like, there uh, are songs that I know that I can't... I don't even know who did them or what the name of the song is. Find nothing but faith in one thing. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that one, one of those crappy... Yeah, but again there there is that one um there's that one i think it's called like one headlight or something like that or oh that one headlight is the uh, wall fire. uh yeah well no it's because isn't that that that's he mumbles like that because his dad's bob dylan right i don't know i i you're asking me about bands i don't even know man um like, anyways, uh, the, the song point, you were talking about is Eve Six, by the way. But um, yeah, Eve Six. Whatever. I don't I'm trying it, to think. So uh, you know, one there's, headlight, right? There is a the, yeah, something like that. There's one headlight freshman. is We were
0: merely freshmen.
1: Oh there wow. Was, uh, okay.
0: So well, we'll get back
1: to that one. There was a, second. Well, a so, bittersweet symphony, which is, you want to talk which about is, a song? By the way, I Actually, can't that is that is dare. truly the song
0: I hate most in the entire world. What? That bittersweet symphony is the song I hate most in the entire world. I hate that song. I hate it. So, so first, couple things, real quick. Number one the um the the one headlight song that is the wallflowers, and the singer is the son of Bob Dylan, which is why he uh, sucks yeah, yeah. so bad at singing good for him and why he mumbles good um, for him that's great. uh bittersweet symphony I used to work at a retail store like remember when we worked at Blockbuster, so yes. when we were at Blockbuster, they had this like trailer tape where like it would play movie trailers and it would have music, and it was kind of repetitive but mm. i start I used to work for this store that their trailer tape was something like twenty five minutes maybe twenty minutes long and bittersweet symphony played every 20 minutes. I hated it. I hated it. And I made it and a rule in my store a where no, no one was allowed to turn it No one was allowed to turn on. Uh, the the song the freshman is I was at a bar
1: Having one, <laughs> hey, no. You know, you start every single story with "I was at a bar." Like where else? Would I, I, I don't be? think you have not. I don't think you have told a story on this show that you haven't started with. So there I am at a bar. What? Do you, okay,
0: fine. What? What do you want me to tell stories about? I'm sitting on a couch whacking it. I mean, come on. Well, but that's probably more common. common? <laughs> well, if I'm not at home whacking it, I'm probably at a bar or a tool well, shed. Was, so anyway, I was at a bar. You whacking like in a tool with- shed. I was and, and in fairness, where I live, there the only decent places to eat are bars. So nine, I don't go out to bars anymore here. So nine <laughs> times out of ten, I'm really just probably eating. But anyway, so, like so, there I am I, at a bar, <laughs> at a bar. So I'm eating lunch at a at a at a restaurant bar kind of thing. And now it's you a know, restaurant. They're, play, they're they're playing they're playing their Muzak channel or whatever. And you know, it's generally happy music and the song the freshman comes on. and I looked at the bartender. I was like, I mean, am I the only one who thinks that if you're gonna play music at a restaurant in the afternoon, you probably shouldn't you probably shouldn't play a song about a high school kid offing themselves i, I by the way, I said it that way because and not to be offensive, I said it that way because there are certain words that I don't want to <laughs> say on this show that could possibly trigger the police to shut our show down. Mandatory. That, that, that song is about someone taking their own lives and the rest uh, the rest of them, you know, it's a really morbid, it's a really horribly sad, depressing song. It doesn't sound like it unless you pay attention. And by the way, I later found out that the singer um, had always maintained that it was a true story and later on it said it wasn't. It was about his girlfriend getting an abortion, which is equally kind of screwed up. But, dude, that is a straight-up, like, horribly depressing song. And the bartender was like, because I don't think most people would even notice. Like, he's looking at me like, what kind of idiot? He's, he's looking at me like I'm a weirdo for knowing what the song's about. I'm like, well, did you pay attention to it? Clearly, so we sure, fine. You know. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's another one. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Though, you know, here's another, here's another question. Is what is the status of the one-hit wonder now?
1: Oh, I think I that they're more common than ever.
0: You think they're more common?
1: Well, okay, no, you know what?
0: Because I don't think they are. You know, I, I think now it's just like ten artists, and and I think the music industry is just like ten artists now.
1: No, you know because what it is now? FM radio and MTV aren't a thing anymore. You know what it is now, though? It's not that the the problem is that it's not about one-hit wonders anymore. It's that music is so manufactured now because record companies don't take risks anymore. Like, they, they, if a band, like, you and I kind of talked about this. And, you know, why don't we bring this back to metal here and we talk about this about heavy metal. What was the last big movement in heavy metal? Um, Gent. But is that really big, though? Like, I I'm know. talking. I'm see, gent was big in metal, right? Like in the heavy metal scene, gent was, it was it was big. But uh, you know, I'm talking like on a you on a what? more grand Actually, scale. Like I okay. would say, new metal.
0: Okay. Well. Okay.
1: Uh, from from let me put it this way: if, if you go to the mall, if you go to the mall and say, "Hey, gent," people are going to look at you, and be like, "God bless you." Okay. You, know, I, you know what I
0: mean? I would say. From an outside of heavy metal mainstream perspective, new metal is the answer. I think inside metal, I would say the popularity of the last decade or so of your... Dude, I'm going to screw up even knowing what to call this. Maybe I want to call it Extreme metal, maybe I want to call it metal. I don't know what the hell word I'm looking for. I'm talking about your bands like Lorna Shore, that for the last decade have been big to the point where like guitar amp manufacturers are designing amps. If you buy an amp that is designed for quote unquote metal, that's what it's for. So and I Lorna Shore is just a, a current popular one, but In the metal world, I think that was the last, like, maybe sort of thing.
1: Well, you know, whatever you want to call it. I will say this, though the thing about guitar, the problem with guitar amps is chances are a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of the people still buying guitars, at least youth, are that's what they're doing, that's what they're playing.
0: Oh, sure, sure, sure. I I just mean it's big enough. It, 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 it's a, it's
1: a, it's a. I, I don't it's think a big see, presence in metal. I, I would but say, but there, the, reason the, reason the, I, the reason, the reason mainstream. The reason I say that though, hang on. The reason I say that though, is I think that's more of a guitar. I think that's more of a guitar and guitar amp manufacturers going to where the business is instead of the business sure. dictating what they're creating. Sure. Do you know nope, what I mean? No. Nope, like, you like like in the 80s in the 80s it was when you had guitar players like every time you turn around there's another guitar player amp manufacturers were making amps and guitar players would then go find the amp that fit them I think in this case music and and how people make music and musicianship in general since it's so electronic now has dwindled down to the point of where amp manufacturers well, are like I need to make something that's gonna f- that, that that's gonna appeal to the, the small pool of people that I have you know what I mean well, like kids don't pick up it? guitars anymore unfortunately where it's like I want to be a rock star I'm gonna go buy a guitar now it's I'm gonna be a rock star I can't wait to go on American Idol you know what I mean
0: you know actually I'm gonna piggyback off your question and ask you this you said what was the last like big movement in metal right? What was the last metal band to make it? What do you mean make it, to find that? To, to to make it, to be, like, the last... What was the last heavy metal band to legitimately make it, like, huge? Like, legit, like metal band to make it huge. Like, mainstream huge. My first thought is Slipknot. I was my answer, too. Like, I think Slipknot was the last band... To cross, to, to cross that line.
1: Yeah, to the point of where a lot of people... Like the to the point of where casual the, people know who they are.
0: Like... But, that was my point I mean, about even Jen. Even talking about Vakken like...
1: They headlined it. You know what I mean? That, like That like, was my point about Jen. That was my point about Jen. Like, again, I'm going to say, you go to Target, and you ask a person, have you ever heard of Slipknot... I think there's a good chance people would say, I think I may have heard of them. If you ask somebody who's, you know, our age or something like that, right? If you ask somebody who's like 75 years old, they're going to be like, who? Uh, unless they're cool. Um, especially yes. if you go younger, too. If you heard of Slipknot, probably. You know, they've at least heard of them. They, they You know, whether, whether it's, oh, some kid who goes to my school had one of those shirts on or something like that. They've heard of them. You ask a kid, hey, we Lorna Shore, they're, they're going to be morning. like, who's that? You
0: just don't get me, mom.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, but that that's yeah, my point I, about I really Gent do. was Gent isn't gents a big like gents big within metal. It's not it wasn't global. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't MTV well, didn't say holy crap, we've got to start playing this Gent thing. And when I say MTV, did, I I'm I mean I know you, you know me. what I mean?
0: Well, you know, I I would I would also and then I I want to switch topics in a minute, but I I think that Slipknot was the last band to get huge and I hope I'm wrong when I say I think they will be the last. And you know, uh, you know And, what, and, and by the way, that is not a statement on metal. That's a that is a music industry statement. You know because what? Cuz any of the artists that are selling out that aren't pop and even them
1: none of them have come out in the last 20 years. I think the, the next all legacy biggest, bands. I think the next biggest would probably be maybe Lamb of God, who've been but, around since the late '90s. Right. No, but I'm I just think, saying, like, like a, you know, they're I kind of want to. I kind of want to take away my answer of new metal. I think may have maybe I'll say uh, what was it? New wave of American heavy metal.
0: Yeah, I mean, But that sure. kind of spun
1: out of new Metal in a lot of ways.
0: But, I mean, and even still, as big as Lamb of God is, they're an they're opening band. They're not Slipknot. Band. No, I mean, Lamb of God is the... They're they're a, as big of a tier two as you can get.
1: What I yeah, mean they're, is... They're not a slipknot. They can
0: open for they're May not, death.
1: They won't be having festivals named after them like Slipknot. Nope. No, but they wouldn't headline
0: Vakken but they would play the main stage. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they wouldn't headline it, but they would play the main stage. They they would. I mean, they're they're they're. But it's a music industry problem that the mega bands have all been around. Be- we don't even need to get into that down this road, but it's because of how impossible it is for bands right now to build to get big. There's no outlet for it. There's no money in it. There's no way to do it. Well, touring—they're talking about touring now—is insane. I mean, it, 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 if you're a pop star, it's different, right? You—you you, you can. Uh, you gotta—you gotta, you gotta remember that uh, pop. And I'm not putting down all pop music. There's great stuff out there, and there's plenty of people that are pop artists that are, that are talented. I'm not even saying that there's not. There's plenty that are. You know, it, it's true. I mean, I, I. I You know, uh, look, look. David Stein said, "Lady Gaga is a really talented person who sang for years before she was famous. Like super talented person, but her stuff that was famous was manufactured. It's, 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 it's as much of an experiment in, it's, it's as it's part, you know, the science of crafting it to certain wavelengths. It's a marketing ploy. It's." I mean, look at American Idol. Okay, Kelly Clarkson became famous because she won the first season of American Idol. What was American Idol? And we've talked about this. It was a show owned by Sony BMG on Fox that the judge was an executive for Sony BMG. They spent an entire season... Showing people singing, having people call and vote, and then whoever people voted for won. In other words, they looked at the public and said, "We're gonna let you pick whose record you want to buy millions of copies of, and we've got we've got fifty episodes of a show to market it. So by the time this comes out, you're giving us your money is mean, completely. and Kelly Clarkson is a talented singer. She is. There's no denying she's a talented person. You know, Carrie Underwood, talented person. There were talented people that were on the show, but there, it's manufactured. Like, it just is. It's, it's what it is. That's different. It's different when you can scientifically m- make a. I mean, it's kind of like, look, let's be fair, right? I like McDonald's, but their food's created in a laboratory, like, literally in a lab, <laughs> it, it's it's they spend like ten years designing everything that goes on McDonald's man making up ten years. It, 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 it's 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 not the same as we went out and found somebody talented and they put out a record and it got big. I mean it's 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 it, it, it it's different. It it is it, and it is and it is it is done with the millions behind. It is it it's done in the world of. It's going to be in the next movie that comes up. It's going to be in the next Avengers movie or whatever. You know, it's going to be on TV and in the next show and in the next movie because it was going to be before they even wrote the song. They didn't need the song to be popular. They're going to make it popular. It's going to be, it's, it's how that works. But for a band, man, I don't know. It's just, it's just damn impossible. Um, okay. I want to get off this just for a little bit. We We've talked a lot about. Lots of different things, philosophies, you know, the philosophy on Pantera and all that kind of stuff. Before, and and we're we're getting close to the two-hour mark, and I want to do one or two of the things that we've been doing the last couple of weeks, because they're fun. So with your permission, I'd like to do one or two of these before it gets too late. Um, It's the only reason I'm cutting us off. It was a good discussion. I just want to make sure we have time for this. The last two weeks, we've done... um, our dream set lists. And we posted on our Facebook page at the Heavy Metal Hangover a couple of days ago. Are there bands that anybody that listens to the show might want us to do? Meaning, again, if you haven't heard the last few episodes, it's all started from me saying I'm looking forward to Iron Maiden, <clears throat> not playing the Trooper and Run to the Hills, um, and Hallowed Be Thy Name, because I get excited when I see them play other stuff. So you said to me, okay, well, you know, if the average concert is 12 songs, what 12 would you pick? All things kept equal. Realizing that if you're doing an Aussie song, if you're doing an Aussie set list, I realize that it's going to be dependent on who plays it. You really only want to hear Randy, Randy. So we just, all things help. Ceteris Paribus. All things held constant. Assuming the right assuming the right singer is there and the right lineup is there, assuming they can still play it, blah, 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 blah. What would your dream set list be? If you could pray to Lemmy and have him happen have him make it happen, what would it be? And I said for people to to post on our wall or whatever on Facebook, message us, and we got a bunch of both. So if we don't get to yours it's because we have the ones that you see we we have a bunch we can't do them all um but i thought maybe we should at least do one or two of these that might be kind of fun there are there are some on this list that are pretty well applied to both of us um and there's also some that we got that i can answer and we got some that i really can't and you can answer um Do you want to take a stab at one of these that we could both answer? I mean, how do you feel about that? Sure. All right. So we got this list in front of us. Now, all I did was copy the list over. I can promise you I have put no thought into this yet. I like to do these off the top of my head. You know, we go gut instinct when we do this. So, anyway, I have... Any of these bands, again, they're in black font on our list, Rex, for you to be looking at. Why don't you pick one? And there's a bunch, some that have been asked by more than one person, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to let you... I, I feel like I've done a lot of talking, so I'm going I'm to let you pick. And we'll both do it. Uh, okay. Uh, let's I mean, see. I know we've been doing it like I've asked you, you've asked me, but some of these are just... There's a bunch on this list that we could both do. Uh, Meaning that like either it. one of us could make this fun.
1: <laughs> All right, let's see here. Why don't we do blah, 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 blah. Why don't we do Anthrax? I had a feeling you are going to pick Anthrax. I've been listening to a lot of Anthrax. Motley Crue would be fun. Well, let's do Motley Crue because Big Mac 103. Motley Crue. Let's do Motley Crue. My honk. My honk. Big Mac 103. Mahawk. Alright.
0: Alright, here we go. Oh man, this is gonna be fun. Alright, here we go.
1: One. So just to keep the conversation going while we're doing this, because it's kind of boring to hear have people listen to us talk. Um, <laughs> especially listen to us talk. Or sorry, boring to hear people just listen to us type. Um I'm gonna say. So, I don't know, like, with with Motley Crue, what is it for you? Like, do you have an era of Motley Crue that you really like more than others? And when I say era, I know they really only had one, but, you know, like, early Motley Crue is a lot different than Dr. Feelgood Motley Crue. Let me ask you that. Let me ask you that. Like, what do you think? (sighs) Here's my weird thing with Motley Crue.
0: I really, really like Too Fast for Love, and I really like... Dr. Feel Good. The three in the middle, I like songs from them. Really? Shout at the Devils, the best of the three. Theater to Pain, sucks. It's awful. Girls, Girls, Girls is not a good album. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not a good album. No, two it's great not. songs on it. It's a turd record. It's a festering turd of an album. It just is. Um, I love their first album. I-, I love their first album. I think it's great. What about you? I mean, do you I mean, no no, look, like I I've said I've said before I really like their self-titled record, but I don't g- I, and actually, Generation Swine's a good record. Actually, New Tattoo and Saints of Los Angeles are good records. The, honestly. From their self titled record, they're all good records. I don't... There, there aren't tracks on them that would excite me enough to want to hear them. So to be honest with you, all of my answers are going to be... Up up to Dr. Feelgood. Well, that's not true. But...
1: For the most... Well, I won't be... Nothing on my list is going to be off of uh, new tattoo or uh, whatever the whatever that one was. Saints of Los uh, Angeles, that's good. Yeah, Saints of Los Angeles. I I just couldn't get into it. Um, my only problem with this, and I'm I'm gonna check myself here. Um, uh, you gotta. I guess you gotta. How about grills grills grills? (laughs) Grills 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 (laughs) (laughs) My only
0: problem with them like I would feel like I'm writing mostly hits But let's be fair if you're picking
1: anything off the from the 80s. They're pretty much what they are Um, I'm curious to see if they're gonna pick a couple ones that I think you're gonna pick well, I'm I'm going well, back. And okay, working. okay. I have a I have a caveat to this. Yep. This is all assuming that Vince Neil can still sing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't. want... Well, actually, uh, can uh, can I say uh, this? What's that? would that? be a separate list.
0: <laughs> Big Mac One Hundred and Three. <laughs> like like I would specifically pick. I would. There are certain songs that I would love to pick just because I would love to hear them to be terrible. Um. But no, 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 no. I'm picking songs that he can actually. Wow. Pretending he can do.
1: Okay, um, I'm done. I'll be done in a minute. Just double checking. Yeah, yeah. That's what you always say. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's what that's what, that's what that's that's your famous catchphrase. Don't worry, be done in a minute. <laughs> um. You need that to put on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm done.
0: And I'm spent. All right, let me see. All right, go for it. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a lot of the same ones, I think.
1: Oh, maybe not. Okay, go on. Give me your list. All right, so my favorite Motley Crue song of all time is the song "Too Young to Fall in Love," which is. I love that song. It's off "Shout at the Devil." I've actually thought about covering it many, many times. You say love is like dynamite But I'm killing you And you're killing me I love that song Too young to fall I'm too young I love that song Too too young to fall in love Next is off Dr. Feelgood S.O.S. I love that song It's it's actually one of my favorite Motley Crue songs as well It's the same old Same old situation Love it um, off Doctor, F- truthfully, that might even be my favorite track. No, it's my second favorite track off Dr. Feelgood. Next is Livewire. Um, I can't, you know, I the album Too Fast for Love is, in my opinion, like, that's why I asked you about the eras. Look, Dr. Feelgood, nobody can dispute that that was a hit album. It was crafted to be a hit album. But I'm going to be honest with you. I will listen to Too Fast for Love and Shout at the Devil over any other Motley Crue albums any day of the week. Um, so the live wires on there the next I, I decided to go this is not a deep cut but it is it is a um it's a greatest hits it's a new track for the greatest hits primal scream i, yep. I primal scream shout you know i i, I love that riff too the da 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 the next is going to be angela same thing it was actually off the same compilation it was off decade of decadence and the wind cries, Angela, Angela, I'll be there for you. Uh next is actually the track Too Fast for Love. Too fast, Too Fast for Love. I love that track. Um Shout the Devil. The title track is next. I love that track again. Uh come on and dance. I don't know why I picked that. It's just it's it's I don't know. It's a fun song. Come on and dance. dance, 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 dance. Come on and dance. Next is Arguably, my second favorite Motley Crue song, but at times it is my favorite. Like, I've said this a million times on this show. When I'm going on a road trip, it's 80, 90 degrees out, you're rolling down the windows. This is the song I usually start with Kickstart My Heart. I just love the. It's just. It's such a, like, energetic song. Like, it's a pump-up song. Totally. Next is Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away. Girl, don't go away mad. Girl, just go away. I love that song because it's so true in many ways. Um, The next is Vince Neil's favorite song, which is Grills, Grills, Grills. (laughs) You know one reason why I love that song so much? And you know why I wish you and I could cover that song? Just for, nah, the, I don't know for the middle part. Hey, Rex, check that out. What duff <laughs> where? <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> like, I just, hey, Rex, check that out. What duff where? <laughs> that'd be awesome. Anyways, the next is piece of your action. I love that track. But anyways.
0: I'm looking at your list. Hold on.
1: Grills, grills, grills.
0: All right. So I'm going to be really boring on this list and say we have 10 out of the same 12. We have 10 of the same out of 12.
1: Yeah. You know, the two. Which is not really
0: surprising. It isn't. Um, so here's the one we both had. Angela. Cle- Actually, it's probably one of my favorite. It might even be my favorite Molly Cruz song. I love that song. Um, and not just because I love The Office. I-, I love that song. Primal Scream. Dude, it's amazing. Livewire was my first favorite Motley Crue song because of the cowbell. And I mean that. Tommy Lee's drumming in Livewire, to me, is like... it—it It is so, like... Tommy Aldridge, old school, that's how to play double bass and be awesome about it. Just is. Um... Piece of Your Action, gotta be on there. Too Young to Fall in Love's gotta be on there. Um, Shout at the Devil, it's really not one of my favorite Motley Crue songs, but it's just a cool live song. Um, Too Fast for Love, for sure. Piece of Your Action, for sure. Same Old Situation, for sure. Kickstart My Heart, for sure. The two that you had were Don't Go Away Mad and Girls, Girls, Girls. Now, I know that because of Girls, 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 there'd be but the the strippers are on stage the whole motley crew so so like i don't care um so you you had girls 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 and you had don't go away mad my differences were i put wildside and looks the kill i love the song wildside i i i love that song um it i don't know there there are There are songs that I like by Motley Crue, and there's songs that I, I don't know, I associate with them, and and that's just, I don't know, that's one that I associate with them, I guess, I don't know. Um... Took a ride on the wild side. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those, it's in my head. When I think of Motley Crue, that's one of the first songs that comes to my head. Is um, is Wild Side. And uh, Looks That Kill. Jeez. God. Looks That Kill. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, and to be fair, like, I could... I could take don't go don't go away mad and, and girls 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 and put it on my list and pull two other ones out of my list and probably be just as happy. Um the the, the thing about Mo- well, you know what the problem with with Motley Crue is that decade of decadence did a pretty good job of covering a lot of it. Um I mean live wire, piece of action, Shout at the Devil, looks the kill, girls, 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 wild side, Doctor feel good, kickstart my heart. Primal Scream and Angela, I mean, that's the majority of both of our lists. Neither one of us put their cover of Brownsville Station smoking in the boys' room.
1: I thought Neither for sure us, that was going to be on there for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a cool song, but um, Home Sweet Home, It's a, th- th- that is legitimately a great song. I don't care to hear it. I'm over it. Man, that one is admittedly, I'm just kind of sick of it, Um, but pretty much... I mean, we picked the rest, but I—I I, I don't know. Like, Motley Crude's a fun band to do, but on the other hand, like, there are other songs. But I mean, "Come On and Dance" is cool. We didn't—you didn't put that on yours, did you? No, I didn't either. Uh, no, you did. Yeah, I did. Oh, I didn't put "Come On and Dance" on mine. Come on so and there dance. Must have been, I don't know. Eh, something else is different. I'm not sure, but I, I'm not looking back on it. Um. Come on and dance. Take me to the top's a cool song. Piece of your actions cool. Too fast for love is cool. I mean, you know, uh, shout at the devil. You got shout at the devil. Looks it kills. Awesome. Um, not really into Elder Skelter, but uh, too young to fall in love is cool. I mean, they they've got a bunch of great songs. Um, I don't know if. I mean, Motley Crue is one of those bands where. They have enough great songs to warrant them being big. They're definitely bigger than they should be if you're just ranking them on their albums. But their, their reputation took them the rest of the way. What I mean by that is I think if you stack Motley Crue's 80s albums... Compared to other bands' 80s albums, I'm not sure that Motley Crue's the it, solely off the records is warranted being so huge. No pun. No, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, not getting on that. But you know what I mean? Like their their you know what I mean? Their Their persona was bigger than they were. I mean, it was. Oh, well, back they're, in they're, the eighties, image image was half. Well, the metal. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, I, I, I well, okay. Take Doctor Feelgood out of the equation. I, 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 dude, I love Too Fast for Love, and I love Shout at the Devil. I, 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 I do. But I don't think their first four records. If you put them against. Other bands in the '80s, I don't think Motley Crue wins.
1: Not music.
0: Well, but, I mean, but they're.
1: you well, know I mean, I, I,
0: would, I would put them among the other bands. You know, I, I don't, th- I dude, I think the first four Motley Crue records next to the first four Rat albums, I think Rat wins hands down. Now, Doctor Feelgood was produced to a mega level. I get that, but they were they were already huge. Like like they were already huge. I just, I I mean, their, their, their image, I think their their image carried them way farther. I think
1: their first two albums were strong. Their image carried them through two bad albums. Well, their image and two hit singles carried them through two bad albums. And then Dr. Feelgood saved them from falling into obscurity. Because look, Girls, 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 Wild Side was a big song, but Girls, Girls, Girls was really the hit off that album. And then of course Home Sweet Home, there was no other song on that album that anybody cared to listen to on, nope. on Theater of Pain. No, and Wild Side was a video.
0: The video was as big as the song.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, like, Girls, Girls, Girls is the song that everybody like that's the song you'd hear like Oh, of course. You know. I'm saying Wild Side was huge because it was Um the video was was very
0: famous. Yeah. Um But no, that was my point. I said I think Motley Crue well, I don't think that's a secret. I mean, they they benefited from... I do like... kicking ass
1: on the wild side.
0: That's a great song. Um, their image, I mean, their image is... Uh, come on, their representative Let's be fair, dude. Motley Crue's reputation is bigger than any of their music. Tommy Lee's schlong is more famous than any of their songs. If you stop 100 people on the street and ask them about Motley Crue, they could probably tell you about Tommy Tommy Lee's pecker... More than they could name songs by... More people probably know about Tommy Lee's Pecker than than could name a song by Molly...
1: Every time you use the word schlong, I think of... That isn't a bong. That is for my schlong. (laughs) That is for my schlong. Oh, God, I love that movie.
0: Dude, I saw that in the... Dude, one of my best movie theater experiences ever was when I saw Van Wilder in the theaters. And during the bulldog scene, when they're eating the donuts... Dude, people literally ran out of the movie theater yelling, and I heard someone run outside and hurl. <laughs> Swear to God. And, dude, the movie theater was, was like, completely packed. And pe- I've never seen people run out of a movie theater during a scene before. Amazing. National Lampoon's Van Wilder, amazing. And I have the unedited version of the DVD where as you're scrolling down through the menu, the girl, like, takes her shirt off and shakes her boobies. It's awesome. Yeah, I have that one, awesome. too such a cool movie um but uh well anyway so i don't know i mean Molly crew's interesting they're interesting though but i mean they're they're they're, they're like kiss in a lot of ways we're like they're in a lot of ways they're not that good and it's really just their image but at the end of the day it's like yeah but dude they have a lot of cool songs right I don't think Motley Crue was half as good as m- many of their peers. But damn it, they got a whole bunch of really good songs. Th- I mean, they do. I mean, we just listed 12. I mean, let's be fair. I could add... You could easily make a 15-song Motley Crue set list that would kick ass from start to finish. Yep. I mean, you really could. I mean, I-, I listed 12, and there's at least three or four more that I could add that would be like, it'd still be awesome. I mean, it'd still be seriously awesome. But, I mean, is that... I mean, come on, dude. Like, we just a little while ago we're talking about like one-hit wonders. Like, I don't know. Maybe I don't think Motley Crue's the greatest band in the world or anything, but, dude, we did not have a problem coming up with twelve songs. I mean, dude, like, when you're a band and you have and you could say legitimately that you have twelve songs that could make a set list kick ass from so, start to finish. So it's funny, that's pretty
1: awesome. And I'm, I, I just out of curiosity, looked up their recent set list is that exactly what it is? Probably, and it's exactly the it, sixteen songs. The only difference is they play Saints of Los Angeles and the Dirt, and then they play a they play a they play like a melody of rock and roll. You know, smoking in the boys' room, Helter Skelter, Anarchy in the UK, Blitzkrieg. up. So it's like their cover, like kind of you know melody or whatever. Yeah, every yeah. other song, I think, was on one of our two lists.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it it's like, I'm, like, Wild Side, Shout at the Devil, Too Fast for Love, Don't Go Away Mad, Saints of Los Angeles. Well, it's a great, re- it, it is a great record, though. It is it, a great record. It really is. Live Wire, Looks the Kill the Dirt. Um, then their covers, uh, compilation. Then Home Sweet Home, which neither one of us pick, but, dude, they're, not, they're clearly going to play it. Then Dr. Feelgood, Same Old Situation, Girls, 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 Primal Scream. I'm surprised Primal Scream is on there. That's pretty cool. And Kickstart My Heart. Dude, if they took Home Sweet Home out of here, and and played Angela's the ballad instead, that would be a pretty awesome set list. Agreed. I mean, and and the 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 covers section with Helter Skelter and I Dude, that. That's when you take a leak. Come on, that's why it's there. <laughs> that's why you take.
1: You don't take a no, leak. No, you
0: got the you got the guitar solo. Oh my a, god! A, and
1: except and for they don't have Kickstart My Heart, so there's no Big Mac. Maybe it's because McDonald's raised except, their yeah, prices. That's they end with it. Oh, I did. I didn't notice that. What well, I was gonna Mac say is,
0: You have a you you have a guitar solo. Who is it? John Five that's with him now. I think yeah. you have a guitar solo, and a a, a a covers medley. That is your time to go take a leak. I, I'm not being a jerk. <laughs> I'm serious. That's when you take a leak. You're not gonna take a leak during "Looks That Kill." You're gonna take a leak, and when you hear the beginning of "Home Sweet Home" start playing. You know it's time to come back out on stage you, you know it's time to go back to your seat
1: i'm i'm serious i I just love the fact that uh is like hey 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 vince check that out or, hey hey man check that out what vince where big Mac one oh three God he sucks he sucks so bad uh um, what are you doing after the show vince big Mac one oh three
0: and what's funny is my, the guy's got a lot of money. You know he can afford more than one. Um <laughs> Dude, dude, he it was like 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 you know, Aerosmith notoriously went broke from cocaine. Like Vince Neal's gonna do the same thing with cheeseburgers, man. You know. I, I wonder I wonder if when 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 Vince Neal was in jail if there was a cheeseburger Eddie there for him. Like, do, do you think he got cheeseburger hookups when he was in jail? What care. you
1: got? Hey, I need you to bring some stuff in for me. What? Big Macs.
0: <laughs> Big Macs.
1: Yeah, can you imagine his catering bill? <laughs> is <laughs> one thousand brown M and M's for Vince.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, uh, no, no. See, that's not it. Like, like Motley Crue would have would have a dressing room requirement of you know a thousand brown M and M's to fill a brandy glass. Vince Neal's dressing room requirements would be I want all the other M&M's from the bags
1: you pulled those out <laughs> I want all the rest of the <laughs> 1,000 brown M&M's in a brandy class. Vince Neal, the rest of the M&M's. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that, that's what would happen if Motley Crue was opening for Van Halen. Like Vince Neal would have been the guy who ate all the other M&M's left over in the bags.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. That's the funniest freaking joke ever. <laughs> <laughs> one I never band thought about that Thousand brown M Vince Neil requests the rest of the MMs. Ms.
0: <laughs> oh man, you know. Oh god, you know <laughs> what's funny is like 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 Van Halen or were like you know they're they're literally talked about by like literally like like they're like like legal. they that's a big deal because they they're responsible for like the modern contract writer. Um because you know uh, Van Halen did that you know with the with the M&Ms like they did that and that was part of a rider and it was um you know cuz they would they would be able to go backstage and if they didn't and if they saw <clears throat> if they didn't see a bowl of M&Ms with just I think whatever like if, if if I think it was they had to take them out or whatever like if if they were the wrong M&Ms in the bowl then they voided the contract and it allowed, it, it was like, it was a double way of checking things and it was actually really smart, as ridiculously dumb as it was. I've always heard but it we,
1: was, I've always heard it was that they could tell just with immediately if the person even read the contract. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, it, it allowed them to like know if they needed to double check things.
0: Um, it, 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 it gave the band a lot of leverage and it made it, it so it was, it was actually really smart, as dumb as it sounds. But oh, dude, come on, yeah, Vince, want would have taken all the other M and M's. The rest <laughs> of the M and M's. That fat bastard. Oh, oh man. in between Big Macs. I, I mean, like, oh God, he's just disgusting. <laughs> I, I, I've said this before. Hey, look, man. In fairness, you get, our listeners have got to give me credit. I might ruthlessly make fun of a few people, but they all deserve it. Carl Logan, Vince Neal, and and you know, Eddie Trunk, they deserve being made fun of. Like they deserve having their I got I n- normally like I was I was picking on Tool fans earlier. I'm breaking balls when I'm doing that. Vince Neal, Eddie Trunk, and Carl Logan. No, no, they're actually horrible and I'm actually making fun of them. Like those are three guys I wouldn't tinkle on if they were on fire. You know what I mean? Like like, if they were bleeding, I would literally run to the store, buy salt, come back, and dump it on their wound. You know? Like, I would literally go out of my way to get salt to bring it back to dump it on them. Like, I hate all three of them. But, you know, for the... <laughs> you need all the other... <laughs> I don't know where I thought of that, but that's... Oh, man, that's funny. Um, All right, let's do one more. I think we've got time for one more. Um, I mean, that one was fun, but again, unfortunately, it was kind of... Mm. Uh, kind of predictable. Uh, maybe it's predictable. I mean, I don't know. Here's my question, though. Like, are there a bunch of, like, Motley Crue deep cuts that would... Hmm. Not for me. Like, you and I both like those four... out. Al- we both like their albums. I'm not sure we really skipped over much. I don't think there's... A load of, like, serious deep... I'm not saying there's not, like, one. I don't think there's a a lot. Um, Okay. So I'm looking at this list. There's a couple on here that would be really, really hard to narrow down. So. Okay. I'm going to pick a band that multiple people asked us about. Because I think we could both do these ones really because we're running kind of close to time. I think I think there's one on there's a there's a couple on here we can do quickly. Um and I think there's a couple on here that would be really hard. So let's say t- let's go easy. Um a couple of people asked us to do Megadeth. Why don't we give that one a shot? Okay. I I, 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 can, I think I can <laughs> do this one pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm you know what? Yeah, I know it? what you're gonna put on. You're gonna put you're going to put what I would call Megadeth's Escape. <laughs> I'm going to do it on purpose. <laughs> well, yeah, but you actually like that song. Uh, I think it's garbage. Like for Metallica, if they could just play mis- if they could just play Escape, I'd show up and then leave. Like, but, "Oh, cool, man. When when is Escape in your set? I'll be there for that." Um Oh, man, my li- my Megadeth <sighs> list is going to suck. It's going to suck so bad. Like, it really is. Oh, what? That's stupid. All right. Um. All right. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. Um.
1: Uh. So. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I, I, um. I'm gonna. Pro- I'm probably gonna surprise you on a few of these, actually. Okay. Hmm. think. Uh, it's funny because Megadeth. It, it's a tough band. Oh. Uh, i don't it's funny because i haven't even looked at like my megadeth itunes yet this is all off top of my head so you can tell it's definitely a gut thing um you know the thing the funny thing about megadeth is i credit you know megadeth was not the first band that i ever oh man there's so many good songs though oh man i got oh dude i gotta do it um Uh, I'm
0: almost done. I'm getting
1: So, so, uh, my brain starts starts to smoke for some mental overlord, angry again. The funny thing is I've seen Rust in Peace in its completion, which is why I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to see anything off Rust in Peace. When I saw Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer, Megadeth played the entire Rust in Peace album and Slayer played the entire uh, Seasons in the Abyss album. Wow. Mm. Alright,
0: I'm double checking real quick, and I think I have my list, and it's boring. My list is super boring. Yep, mine's boring, and I think I'm done. And I'm spent, no, I need another minute. Uh, hold on, actually, I'm gonna change one. Let me change one. Before we're done. Uh, I'm looking to see what I'm forgetting. I know, I know. No one likes to hear us thinking, but we're we're thinking. Um, just looking. I know that's on there. That's on there. Uh,
1: did I put? Beth Excuse me. Sorry about that.
0: Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna be really goofy. All right, Man, I'm my done. list is dumb. <laughs> mine is weird. My, my Megadeth list sucks worse than anything. No one would before. ever
1: enjoy this set list except for me, I have a feeling. Nah, do, me too.
0: Okay. Your, mine's really dumb. So, all right. I will just mark mine off. I'm not looking at your list. I will mark mine off if any of the ones we have. We're going to have a couple in common, but maybe not that many. You know what? I'll be curious. How many we have in common? Maybe I'm like three or four. One,
1: two. Wow, I'm surprised you picked that one. Two, two. <laughs> two. I was gonna say three, but go ahead. <laughs> I think two. All right. No, you go ahead. I picked. I last, started last time. All right. Um, hold on. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Okay. So,
0: uh, number one, Hanger 18. I, it, Nick Menza's just... He's awesome on that song. You mean Call of Hulu. I... I... Like, I just... I love... I love the drums in that song. I, I just love it. The next one... Dude, I picked a couple of goofy ones. But the song Captive Honor... I don't know, man. I think it's cool and the whole... You know, you just like that
1: like, your soul belong to Jesus, Jesus, because mm, your ass belong belongs, belongs to me. me. You
0: know though, life. What do you mean life? I ain't got a life. I just think that would be cool as hell. Live. Did they ever play? Th- I don't know if they ever played that song, but it yes, be they, awesome did. they did. They did the they entire
1: have- Countdown to Extinction album a few. Oh, oh you're, you're right. They did right, like right, the 30th anniversary or whatever.
0: Okay, so I think the two obvious ones are Hangar 18 and Holy War. Is like, that- those are probably my typical, those are probably on everybody's, I'm not saying they're on yours per se, those are probably on most people's lists. I'm willing to bet you the rest of mine are probably not on most people's lists, if not maybe one or two. So, Hangar 18, Captain Honor, Holy Wars, there we go. After that, Countdown to Undo Extinction. I might be my favorite track on Countdown to Undo Extinction. This is a countdown to extinction. That's probably my favorite song on that. Great track.
1: bass intro. Oh, yeah. It's one of the first I, things I learned when I bought a bass.
0: I think it's my favorite song on Countdown to Extinction. It's a title track. Um, Next is probably my second favorite Megadeth song ever, and that's Elysian Fields from the, the album Euthanasia. Elysian Fields We Ascend the Heaven That's that's probably like top 2 favorite Megadeth song. i I love it. Absolutely love that song. It's so flipping good. Um <laughs> Skin of my skin of my teeth from Countdown to Extinction. That's my random one that maybe if I thought about it wouldn't be on there and Captive yeah, Honor maybe not either but baby. I just think they're cool songs. Those are just there for cuz I think they're just kind of cool. Um, next up, the song Euthanasia, that's another one. Uh, um Did I say that one? Sorry. Euthanasia, another great title track. Uh, Megadeth knows how to do title tracks. They're good at it. Um, Blood of Heroes, another one from Euthanasia. Can you tell what my favorite Megadeth album is? Um Blood of Heroes, A Lamond, which has always been my favorite Megadeth song. Elysian Fields is too A Tout Lamond, favorite Megadeth song of all time. Um again euthanasia can you tell i love that record more than anything else reckoning day is my number 10 doesn't get enough love number 11 is angry again probably the catchiest song they ever wrote you know i'm legitimately angry again is probably i know symphony of destructions like their big one angry again is probably the catchiest song they ever wrote i mean li- literally and then my last one is diadems which is not on anybody's list but mine <laughs> That's not on hey folks, if you make a mega list, Diadems is not on it. <laughs>
1: Probably not. Um I always love it, the- it's from it's it, it was from the uh Demon Night soundtrack. that's why I like it so much. I always like the uh ending of Reckoning Day, the drums, the ba da ba ba bum. Yeah, oh well, me
0: too. I I love I love I I it's such a cool song. Like it's just, it's a cool song. I don't know. I mean, maybe if I thought about it, I would take Skin of My Teeth and Captive Honor out and put something else in it. But I stand by 10. Hangar 18, Holy Wars, Countdown of Extinction, Elysian Fields, Euthanasia, Bloody Heroes, A lamond Re- uh, Reckoning Day, Angry Again, and Diadems. Those will be on my list any day of the week. Captive Honor and Skin of My Teeth, I think I would, uh, th- those were gut. I could probably find two other ones I would put on there instead. All right. But at least 10. I'm, stick- I'm standing strongly behind 10. Um, I'll, uh, I'll say this. Captive Honor and Skin of My Teeth will, after you read your list, I might go, you know, I, I probably there's two that I just wasn't thinking of that I would p- replace with those. Like
1: I might put, for example, like Almost Honest because
0: I love that song.
1: But anyway, so here we go. Number one, I put down Psychotron. Why? Because I'm the only person that would want to hear that live. Hey, it's 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 like
0: me with, with my favorite... Eighties Metallica song.
1: And that's Escape. I, I mean the riff in that song, I don't care. It's still heavy as Dude, hell. Dude, the riff is awesome. Um next is Devil's Island. Devil's that's Island! That's a great song. I love that song. Uh the I next skipped the eighties entirely. The next is the mechanics. Yep. Which and I skipped the eighties. I entirely. still say if I play the guitars, you should do the vocals because no song fits you better than who'd ever thought you'd be better at turning a screw than me. I'd do it for my life. <laughs> you make you my driveshaft crank, you
0: make my pistons bulge. <laughs> I am I am predictable in the fact that every one of the songs I picked was the Marty Friedman Nick Menza era because I've gone on record a million times and saying that's the Megadeth I like. It's not that I don't like the 80s, but there's not one song they wrote in the 80s that I would ever pick. If it took a slot away from something from an, of a, um, a Menza Friedman album, it's just not going to happen. So I, I, I won't even, I didn't even put, um,
1: uh, uh, Peace Cells on my list. So anyway. I didn't either. So next is Symphony of Destruction. That song means a lot to me. Yeah, dude. It's a great song. Um, next is I picked Elysian Fields as well, actually. Oh, really? I, I, I didn't know if you were into that song. I love that I song. Love that it's song. like, it's probably my favorite song off Euthanasia, actually. Um, it,
0: it, that, I mean, a Tuttlemoned, provided it's the album version, not the stupid other version they did of it. Um, next. A Tuttlemoned and Lees and Fields are my favorite megado- Uh are well, that and actually, I, I would say an Angry Again is probably my third. Next, I picked something
1: newer, which is Sleepwalker. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I know you really like that record. Okay. Next, I picked Almost Honest. Yeah, you know what? Okay, like to be honest with you, when
0: I said that, I'm like. I'll, I'll take Captive Honor off my list because I, I don't know why. I was just thinking too quickly without looking. Um, I'm taking Captive Honor off my
1: list and putting a, a, almost on it because I said that a few minutes ago. I would. So, so next, ahead. I picked a very new song, Bullet to the Brain. I love that song. Uh, it's so awesome. The Forbidden Fruit tastes sweeter. Um,. No one knows what it's like. I love that song. Oh, that th- no, 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 no. That, he that had that to know, that. no, no. He gave love for sex. I love that song. That you know, uh, I just love that song. It's such a um, cool song. And,
0: and yeah, so I do. I have two edits, but that mine was just because a I forgot to write one down, and b because I should have put almost honest. Continue. I, I will update mine in a minute. Next,
1: right. I'm going to do looking down the cross. I know uh, you love that song. Gary. I love that song. It's such a cool song. Next, actually, talking about soundtrack songs, this one's a one-off. It was originally off of uh, the Beavis and Butthead experience, yep. but it was later on Hidden Treasures, 99 Ways to Die. I love that song. I know you love that song. Yeah. 99 Ways to Die. Um, next, Countdown to Extinction. I also picked that. And I got to be honest with you, they ended with this one when I saw them, and ever since then, to me, it's been the quintessential mega. De- like, I, I just... It was such a good ending. I couldn't help but say, Rest in peace, Polaris. You know, my entire list was Marty Friedman Menza.
0: Yours is like half. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, yours is like legitimately half. So I I, I double I, I made a second look. I I okay. Remember I said, Captive Honor and Skin of My Teeth should be pulled out I just need to think long enough to find other songs. So um, I took Captive Honor off and put Almost Honest on there. That's what I should have put to begin with. And then I pulled Skin of My Teeth out, and I was like, what am I forgetting? Dude, I'm sorry. Sweating Bullets was supposed to be on my list, and I don't know why I didn't write it down. Boom, boom, bada boom, 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 Dude, I'm not seeing Megadeth. If they don't play that, I'm not going.
1: <laughs> Hello, me. It's me again.
0: They're not— Dude, I— it wouldn't make my top 20 favorite Megadeth songs. I mean, but
1: it's dude, when I associate a song with Dave Mustaine, though, that's it. You know, I kind of got to hear him do that. I'll be honest with you. Like, I would have put Sweating Bullets. I put Psychotron more as a joke, but Sweating Bullets would have been, like, in place of Psychotron. I mean, literally, if Megadeth was saying I'm going to play live, I put Psychotron on there more to, like, screw with you, <laughs> no. but, but I mean, Sweating Bullets just for, and smile is Black tooth Grin.
0: Yeah, now I kind of want to go listen to euthanasia, <laughs> um, the original version, not the stupid ass remake. I wish um, they would repress
1: those on vinyl. I have no clue.
0: Well, repress the not remastered versions. Well, we'll never probably never see those. But right, I I don't want the dude. I don't want the I don't want the George Lucas versions of Megadeth albums. I don't.
1: Yeah, they took the balls right off. They, you, <laughs> I remember you sent me something that scene in Fight Club where you're like, David Stane went to re remaster Nick Menzies' drums, and he's like, "We gotta get his balls." We gotta
0: get his balls. <laughs> That's what he did, man. Dude, well, I mentioned earlier that Burn Offerings <laughs> was my pick balls. of the week, dude. The remix of that, <laughs> when, when when the remastered version of that album, it sucks. <laughs> like, like, I'll give you a silly example. Uh, on the, you know, make the sacrifice. The hours close at hand. That's how it goes. They doubled John's l- vocals now, so now the version goes: make the sacrifice, face. Like they, they, they echo it, and it sounds so stupid. It's just like it's like what they did to Nick Men. They took the balls off of Nick Menza. <laughs> Dude, the <laughs> we gotta sweating, get his balls. The 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 um, the new version of uh, sweating bullets is terrible too.
1: Is yeah, the intro that the extra crap
0: too. It should yeah. start off
1: bump bump bada It shouldn't start off with that stupid guitar part.
0: It's so bad, dude. I don't. I can't. I can't listen to that garbage,
1: and I won't listen to that garbage. It sucks. I know. I have um, I have an original CD. I had an original cassette, but I got worn out. But yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I, oh, man.
0: Dude, you know what else is a great song? The song Addicted to Chaos is a cool song, too. Indeed. Um, I mean, in I don't like the song Psychotron, but it's not terrible either. I mean, to be fair, like, rest in peace, there's really not a weak moment on that record. Th- there's not remotely a weak moment on that record. Uh, rest in peace is pretty much we're gonna it, we're gonna kick your ass from start to finish, and it, and it pretty much
1: does. Oh, well, that's what I said. I said that. I, I forget when I said that. Like if it was this week or last week, but it was Mustaine finally like putting aside. I need to be faster than Metallica and actually trying to write an album. You know, Countdown
0: to Extinction. I don't. I I, I would struggle calling it a perfect record, and I only say that because. There's no bad songs on the record. I don't think every song on it is necessarily great. Um, I mean, Ashes in Your Mouth is okay. High Speed Dirts okay. They're not bad. Even Psychotron, they're not bad songs.
1: See, but Ashes in Your definitely Mouth definitely you does it for me. The that one, that one pre-chorus, the It tastes like ashes in your mouth. I love that riff.
0: I I love that part of the song, but it's to me that's six minutes of a catchy chorus you know what i mean like i i like every track on the album but i think i'll I'll put it this way (laughs) i think countdown to extinction versus versus euthanasia i think the highs of countdown to extinction might win but i think euthanasia is the better complete record I don't think there's many highs and lows on, on Euthanasia. I think it's pretty much straight across the whole thing. I, I, Victory, I, I, I take that back. The last track is the only not great song on it. Victory is not a great song. I forgot it didn't end with Black Curtains. <laughs> Black Curtains is awesome. Um, minus the last track. I really do. I think it's pretty much solid straight to finish. Straight, straight through. I I mean, dude, Reckoning Day, Train of Consequences, Addicted to Chaos, Toot Lemonde, Elysian Fields, Killing Road, Bloody Heroes, Family Tree, Youth and I thought I knew it all in black curtains. Dude, you can sing along with every one of them damn songs. Uh, victory's just not great. Um And then Well, Hidden Treasures is actually pretty awesome. Uh, I know it's all just stuff from soundtracks and things. Uh, cryptic writings is the, the crappy part about Cryptic Writings is there's a couple of really, 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 really good songs on it. Trust is a great song. Almost Honest is a great song. Use the Man's not a great song, but it's a good one. Disintegrators is a pretty good song. It's just the rest of it's kind of... Mm. I, I don't think anything on that album is bad. But it's pretty weak across the board... Um, Treston, Almost its though, are, are really good. Um, that's, God, I wanted to, like, Megadeth after that, and I just, mm. look, I am not a big fan of Dystopia because the drumming on it ruins it for me, and I've said this before, Chris Adler is an incredible drummer. He probably did that whole record in one take. The guy, the guy's a machine. My problem with the drums on that record, the drums on that record are played like it's an iced earth record. What I mean by that is in iced earth, when John would play all those triplets and all those patterns, he would have his drummer, especially it was Brent Smedley, playing double bass and following his right hand. They were syncopated. That's Iced Earth. That's what they did. Megadeth, similar style. But while Dave was doing that, the drums weren't syncopated. Nick was carrying a 4 4. Think of all those Megadeth songs. Think of Rust in Peace. Think of the album Rust in Peace, right? Imagine if instead of Nick doing these big thundering 4-4 four, four beats behind Dave if he, was, if he had his double bass clicked right along with every movement of Dave's right hand. It's a completely different sound. It's not a bad thing. It's a completely different sound. I don't like that with Megadeth. There's nothing wrong with it. it, it, it dude, everybody else probably thought it was the best drumming ever on a Megadeth record. It's great drumming on the record. I don't like Megadeth having the double bass, a, a, a clicky sounding double bass syncopated with every, every movement of Dave's pick hand. That's just me. Nothing wrong with it. It's just a stylistic thing that bugs me and it's why I don't listen to it. That being said, Dystopia is a 10 out of 10 record. It's a 10 out of 10 record that I don't like for one big reason. In other words, I think it's a great record. That's why I don't listen to it, because that drives me nuts. But, dude, I mean, it's been a while since I've listened to it, but I don't remember there being a weak song on it. Maybe I'm wrong. But I remember Dystopia being pretty damn well written all the way start to finish. I think it was. My and and why you could say mine's just a nitpicking thing. Oh, you just don't like. It's not that I don't like the drumming. I don't. That drumming changes the feel of Megadeth. It changes the pulse and the feel of Megadeth to me. And it, my brain doesn't like it. It, it's uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I don't know how better to put it. Um, but provided you you understand that I think Chris Adler is. An incredible drummer. He was a perfect he's an incredible drummer. And he did a he did an amazing job on the record. I just don't like it. Sorry. Sucks to be, you know, me, I guess. But hey, how many times did I say earlier we're allowed to disagree? And I don't dislike 80s Megadeth. I swear to God, dude. The last time I listened to 80s Megadeth, I will flat out tell you the last time I listened to 80s Megadeth. It was Like three or four years ago when we did a Megadeth episode on this show. Like three or four years ago, we did a Megadeth retrospective where we did... We talked about every Megadeth record. I think we stopped at Cryptic Writings. That was the last time I listened to any 80s Megadeth other than I heard, you know, like you still... I hear Peace Cells playing. I don't think I've listened to Killing Is My Business since then, and that was probably the first time I heard it in 20 years. Like, I listened to Killing Is My Business and Peace Sells a bunch bunch in high school and almost never, ever listened to them again after then. So far, so good, so what? I can count on one hand how many times I've ever listened to the record. There's nothing wrong with the record either. In My Darkest Hour is a great song, man. I can legitimately count on one hand how many times I've heard it. And dude, call me a poser all you want to, man. Everyone, go ahead. Call me a poser. I'm not a Megadeth fan. You're right. I'm not a Megadeth fan because I'm not a big fan of So Far So Good So What. Sorry. You're right. Megadeth to me existed for 10 years. Sorry, folks. Well, we're about getting at that time. So. <laughs> Sorry. I know. It's about the time we get out of here. Um, We can stop yelling about things later. So anyway. You're right. Uh, I've really got to pee, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's time we get out of here. So, hey, I hope this episode's been fun for you. I know it's been a um, uh, a bit of a, a, a disjointed bunch of ramblings, but it always is. So, anyway, um, we want to thank you very much for listening. This is a long-running episode. Go ahead, go to our Facebook, Instagram, uh, at The Heavy Metal Hangover. Let us know. We want to do more lists. We want to do more of these. These are fun. Um, I like having to think of them on the spot. Today was a little interesting. Hey we, hey, we agreed on all but two songs on Motley Crue, and we only agreed on two with Megadeth. Ah, probably three. I think I changed one. But anyway, um, so thank you very much for listening. I'm going to go uh, eat something and watch a movie and listen to uh, Megadeth Tooth and Asia when I'm done. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And we will see you again next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode
1: of the Heavy Metal Hangover with your beer-guzzling, head-banging host, Rex and Doug.